this malcontent. Got something you're grinding on? You're listening to The Grime. 100.9 FM Rocky Tops. And good Tuesday to you and welcome inside the Party Pup Studios right here in New Midland Plaza where we are grinding it out here on a uh, Tuesday edition. And I guess every edition is a Tuesday edition, but uh, guys, welcome in. It is the uh, March Madness finale. It is April, but uh, the national championship game finished up last night or, or early this morning, maybe. Uh, but guys, uh, welcome in. Chris Hips on my left, uh, Mr. Jeff McIntyre on my right. How's it going, guys? Going good. Going good. Great day. Beautiful day outside. I can literally hear it. We got a radio here to kind of let everybody at the pub hear us, and I can hear myself, and it's like the weirdest day. <laughs> it's so weird. But, uh, yeah, beautiful day. It, you know, it's one of those things. We love being inside, uh, being here at the party pub, but it is, uh, it's pretty outside. So uh, maybe sometime we'll, uh, we'll set up an outdoor venue. And people can, We can have drive-by questions. Oh, there you think go. about that? But uh, as we get started here, again, I want to thank the people at the Party Pub. I always love being here. Uh, come on out. Check us out. Uh, we've got giveaways at the top of the hour, Applebee's gift card. And then at the 7 o'clock hour, about 6.55, we'll give away a Grind Time swag pack. It's got a water bottle. Uh, it's got a T-shirt. It's got stickers. It's got magnets. It's got wristbands. Uh, if uh, if you're interested in swag from the Grind, uh, that's that's where the ticket is. And uh, we'll give it away for free at seven o'clock. Give uh, we've got tickets here. Put your name on the back. We draw or Chris draws, and uh, and then um, and we'll we'll get a winner out here. Uh, got to be present to win though. One ticket per, so everybody's got equal opportunity shots. But uh, I want to thank our sponsors for for getting us out here. Donna Cry with Mortgage Investors Group here in Maryville. Give her a check, uh, DonnaCry.com, dot com, or give her a call eight six five nine eight four ninety nine forty eight. Miss Tressa Leakwire with Realty Executives. Uh, honest integrity and wants to work for you. That's kind of her slogan. Uh, and she says from the kitchen table to the closing table, but I'm uh, I'm a firm believer. She'll meet you pretty much anywhere in that process that uh, she needs to. Uh, her phone number is 865-221-5610. Again, that's 865-221-5610. Uh, and then Smoky Mountain Axe House, just right down the, the plaza here in Midland. Uh, Tim Fry and, and company, they've got a really good business going there. World Axe Throwing League member. Uh, that is one of the few in, in East Tennessee. There's a lot of axe-throwing houses in, in East Tennessee, uh, but he's one of the few that actually has uh, that quality uh, of throwers in-house and, and ultimately uh, got m- multiple uh, axe-throwers going to the U.S. Open for uh, that world axe-throwing league. That's pretty league. awesome. Uh, check them out here in New Midland Plaza. Also give them a call, 865-268-5872. And then J&J Lawn Services. Uh, we talk about them each and every week. They're in the Lakeway area down in Morristown and Jefferson City, uh, but they do travel. Uh, they have trailers and trucks, so they can get to where you are. Uh, they do licensed and insured work, do landscaping, mulching, irrigation, and anything you want to do on the outside uh, to get your place uh, up to snuff here in this warm weather. But give James, my buddy James Butler, a call, 423-231-9955. Um, Excited about being here, but uh, guys, sometimes you just got to pay the bills. But uh, a lot of stuff to talk about today. Uh, Carolina 
uh, with a head coaching opening that is open and shut within the, the last week. Uh, we've had the NCAA tournament come to a close. Tennessee baseball is three for three in uh, in SEC play, which is huge uh, for a for a growing program. We'll talk about that a little bit. Uh, got a got some ladies updates as uh, Stanford wins the the national championship on that side of things. Uh, really, uh, I've got some really cool reasons why I think that's a good thing. Uh, it's all Tennessee related. Shocker. Uh, it is masters week. I know Mr. Hips is, uh, is keen on that. Chris Hips, uh, a scholarship golfer in college. So, uh, he knows a lot more about it than I'm going to make fun of. Uh, but it's going to be a, it's going to be a fun topic to talk about. And, and the masters is back in April. I think that's uh, when you look at what COVID's done to us, uh, that's, that's a thing. Just the fact that the azaleas are blooming and it's, it's time for the Masters. Uh, and then we're going to talk a little Major League Baseball. As, as opening week is coming and, and kind of gone, there's some hot teams. There's some maybe not so hot teams. And then there's uh, off-the-field issues. Imagine that in the days of social media, the off-the-field concerns. We'll talk about All-Star Game being moved. We'll talk about uh, some teams that are kind of hot right now. And we'll talk about the Bravos. Uh, I think they've uh, they've had some ups and downs here in this early portion of the ser- of the season. Uh, and then we'll kind of, at the end, if we have any time, talk a little Tennessee spring practice. So a pretty jam-packed show. Uh, excited about it. But, but guys, we'll kick it off with a headline topic uh, or headline segment brought to you by Mortgage Investors Group here in Maryville, Donna Cry and her team. As we spoke about before, just check them out. They uh, they do FHA, VA, THDA, any any acronym for loans you can think of. Uh, that's that's my slogan. It's not really hers, but <laughs> that's what I say because she can get it done and, and does a really good job with it. But uh, headlines, let's start with ball baseball. I think Tennessee baseball, and, and, and eventually, as March Madness comes to a close, next week they will have their own dedicated segment. I feel like they're, they're a team that's kind of earned that. Chris has had the opportunity to be at multiple games, kind of putting some, uh, some beat down uh, for the grind on social media. But, Chris, this is, a, this is a team that just doesn't know how to quit. They don't, they don't, they don't understand that sometimes it's okay to, to do different things. They didn't necessarily play their best baseball against Alabama, but took two out of three from the Tide. I mean, that was a great series for them. I know they lost the first matchup, and then to go in the second matchup, I think they had a little bit of weather issue, and then got the game in. Um, you know, it's a tough place to go down there to Tuscaloosa and win two out of three ball games against a really good Alabama team, and then coming off the big uh, sweep of LSU. I know what next, this upcoming weekend is a tough matchup with uh, Florida coming to town, and then they turn around and have number one Vanderbilt coming to town. So we're going to see how good this young ball team really is. Yeah, there's nowhere to run and hide, Jeff, uh, when you look at Tennessee baseball. I mean, it's murderous well, row. If you if you look at it, Tennessee's number SEC. six. Yeah, Tennessee's number six in the country, right? And number one, two, and three is in the same conference. I mean, we're sixth yeah. in the country, fourth in the conference. Thanks. I mean that's if that doesn't the best to be the best. Ain't that something? But uh, you know, I I feel like these next two weeks is and if Tony Vitello is listening, if you are, call in. I'll give you the number. But uh, uh, if uh, if he was listening, he'd be like, really, guys, we got to prove ourselves again. But these next two weeks for Tennessee baseball, I, I think they're ultimately a telling tale because if you look at Georgia, there's some question marks. So you you get that that series win, but there's some question marks. Is that a really uh, a top tier team? Uh, of course, the LSU sweep, uh, just sweeping anybody in the conference is huge. But as we've uh, we've progressed, they, they show that they still have some flaws. Alabama, uh, not the strongest team in the SEC. But these next two weekends, Florida and Vandy, 
we're going to know we're going to prove some grit here. We're going to we're going to see if that timely hitting is a is a is a byproduct of poor pitching on the opposing team or if we're really just a, a top-notch group. I'm excited to see the uh, pitching matchups for uh, Tennessee. I know uh, Tidwell's been playing outstanding for incoming freshmen and you know Hepperly and I'm trying to think of Walsh and all the older uh, veteran uh, pitching staff has been doing incredible too. And then, like you said, with the timely hit, and you know Evan Russell was struggling to start the season off, and he's been on fire here in the last four games. I'm trying to think of the guy. Not only do they have good pitching, good hitting, but is that is that relief pitcher's mustache not just on point? Did you see that this weekend? It's only straight, me. It's straight up like yeah. Sam Elliott, like Tombstone level. <laughs> like, have you ever seen the movie Hook? Mm-hmm. Like, I was waiting on it to go tick, tick, tick. You remember that? I do remember that. Uh, like just it, a bit outside. It was fantastic. Like, he's got the mullet in the back. He's got the, the really clean uh, stash. Actually, Laura's cousin. Uh, when he pitched at Milligan or played at Milligan, he pitched and played, but played first and pitched. But he knew this kid. He was from Upper East Tennessee and, and was getting some looks different places. And the the stash kind of started up there. But it it was awesome. Like the only thing that would have been better is if like Charlie Sheen would have ran out when they re- when the reliever was called in. He jumps out from behind from from the uh, the <laughs> what is that called? The bullpen. The bullpen. I'm like the dugout, not the dugout. But the bullpen, and he's got this flowing locks going behind his hat, and he's got this stash. And I'm just like, well, if he don't throw gas, then something's wrong. It's amazing what hairstyles get by (laughs) in what sports. It's because, you know, if someone tried to rock a mullet, I mean, outside of an offensive lineman in the NFL, or as what Jared Allen did it for a while, didn't he? D lineman from Minnesota. Oh yeah, he had he had a well manicured mullet. He had like a Billy Ray. But see, the thing with it is though, is he could back it up. Yeah, like, you can't do it if you can't back it up. But uh, yeah, I, I think you're exact. You're, you're right on that. Like you, you wouldn't see JJ Watt with a mullet. No, like that would be a lot different. That would be a lot different. I was talking about hairstyles. I was watching the uh, Wake Forest picture on one of the incredible TVs in here for us, and he's got the complete uh, dread look down. And then you got the other picture for uh, what, is that Louisville? Louisville. He got the uh, he's straight uh, up. Uh, he got the Vaughn glasses. Yeah, wild thing. The wild thing glasses. Well, it looks like Wake Forest just wild thing. That one popped up in the out, into the outfield. But but no, I, I love this Tennessee baseball team, and it's just because they have swagger. You know, it, it's one of those things. I, I can't I can't tell you how many like maybe three or four years ago. You know, you go to a baseball game, and and if it's anybody really good, Vandy, Florida, or the likes. You hope they win, but you probably are expecting it to be close in this to give it up when the relief comes in. Because I know from from a, for a fact, Serrano's later years, we had good starting pitching, decent hitting in the in the early part of the lineup. But when relief came in, or when we got basically six through nine, we were in bad trouble. We were in bad shape. And so the fact that we're good one through nine, the fact that pitching is is a thing, like we can go to the bullpen and not not cringe. Is a cool thing with Tennessee baseball, and then ultimately, just Tony Vitello expects to win, and, and to to have a coach that just talks trash. He doesn't talk trash, but that just is confident about his baseball team is fun to see. It's pretty, I, it's good. I think uh, one thing I I find incredible this year um, with the whole COVID, you know, they only allowed a thousand season tickets, so you can't just buy tickets. You can't just walk up. So you know, the crowd's not been as big as it has been in the past couple of years. But uh, I don't know if you saw the report from uh, 
LSU camp, Paul Maninari, oh, yeah. the head coach, uh, complaining about the hostility that his players were getting from Tennessee, the frat group. I mean, it was packed that one Friday game I went to. And it's just funny. He said, you know, like three or four of his players, it seemed like the Tennessee crowd got in their head and they were out of and made errors, had strikeouts, watching pitches. And I find that incredible. You know, Tennessee fans, even though, you know, we're limited how many can be in there, have been loud. Every game I've been to, it's been incredibly loud every time an opposing player comes up to hit. That's awesome. Well, and what I love is 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 just uh, – <laughs> and, and it, the reason I'm laughing is not because of what Chris said, but I played the video, the little radio interview for Laura uh, when it happened. You know, LSU's coach on their little their little network or whatever, and he was like, they were just they were just nasty, and they were and and she went and I'm paraphrasing, but she was like basically, yeah, and you're soft, like yeah, I mean you're gonna get that. like like take I mean, the loss and, well, and move on I mean, with it. Look at what Houston had to deal with at Oakland. And yeah. I mean, they're going to get it everywhere they go. But in Oakland, is that last night's game where the people were throwing trash cans all around? All three, and they swept them. Yeah. So I mean, exactly. That to your point, get over it. Well, and here, here's the thing, and, and and I've been I've been, uh, you know, anytime a coach comes out and's like, oh, that was that was unprofessional or whatever. Maybe, maybe, but you know how you fix that? You win. You win. <laughs> Just go ahead and beat us, and we'll shut up. You'll shut like up. That's, that's how it happens. But anyway, uh, that that's kind of where Tennessee baseball is. I'm excited. Uh, like I said, the next two weeks is going to be huge. Hopefully the grind gets to get in on this Florida series uh, this weekend. I put in for credentials actually today, which they play tonight. They play a midweek game that, that obviously we couldn't be at because we're here. <laughs> but – uh, trying to get the, the jump start on the credentials. They they don't have a lot of seating, again, for anybody, but media especially limited, uh, trying to get in there to see if we can't make uh, make a little noise in there uh, from the grind. But uh, the next topic, and this one's one that uh, I beat Chris up pretty good over the week, about Roy Williams retiring. Uh, 900 wins, Roy. Third all-time on the list uh, of all-time wins. Uh, Roy Williams, North Carolina head basketball coach, retiring. After 18 years with the Tar Heels, but I think 33 years overall coaching, wow. uh, just hung it up. And, and quite frankly, in his in his release, like in the the press conference that was, he said, "I just felt like I wasn't the guy anymore." And the thing is, is there's a there's a lot of respect to be had for somebody who, at that point, coaching at a blue blood school that can look at himself and go, "I'm not the best for North Carolina right now." Well, he was talking about not just that that he feels like his time is come, you know, and it's best time for him to walk away. But, you know, he was talking about the uh, new day and age, uh, the one and done, see how he, he is. That's how the game's got to. And, and that's you not don't have thing, that person. Yeah. You know, he got used to always having three and four year players playing for him. And now, you know, just like with Dukes and Kentucky and, you know, all your big schools, you got mostly freshmen and then they turn around and go straight to the NBA. Then you're trying to recruit people. You know, it can be kind of frustrating. And I understood oh, yeah. that side of him. And then also, you I know, agree. He, if, uh, one thing you know about Roy Williams is he loves all the players. Um, it's they make it to the NBA, they make it, you know, to uh, what a, to a job. He's still going to be there. They just mm. say he's like a dad figure to him. So, you know, it's kind of tough for a lot of Carolina fans, you know, hearing that he's walking away. But hearing that news conference, you can just tell the emotions there. He loves the organization. It was just his time, and he had a, a say on who you know got the job. So, so that was where I was going next. So, so already, you know, I thought we were going to be able to kind of beat around who was going to be the next guy, but ultimately they they made that decision last week. It's going to be Hubert Davis, 
Uh, he's a former player for North Carolina. Actually played for Dean Smith, one of his latter uh, teams there. Uh, I don't know. I don't think he won a national championship with him, but he was an all-star. He was a great player. Had a 12-year pro career, and then kind of dabbled with ESPN. Got into some, I think, AAU league, and then finally made his way back and got on Roy Williams' staff the last nine years. But uh, he's a he's a North Carolina kid, and and Roy in in the release and in all the stuff said they wanted a a Carolina guy. And and don't get me wrong, I, when 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 Philip Former was gone, you know, we we looked different places. You know, we went to to Cutcliffe, we looked different places. And I understand the keep it in the in the family kind of feel, but at the same rate, I'm, I'm sitting here and I'm like, this is North Carolina. I don't know that there's a there there shouldn't have been a coach in the country that wasn't willing to pick that phone up for this job. I mean, and, that's a pretty iconic spot. Well, and the one I'm thinking of is I'm sitting here, and, and you're not going to move guys like Bill Self. You're not going to move guys like Mike Shishovsky. I mean, they're where they're going to be either till Bill Self gets convicted or till Mike Shishovsky retires. Either way, but but I, guys like Mark Few, guys like Jay Wright, guys like uh, you, you know any of these big names that are just perennially just knocking the door down. They, I don't, I don't want to say they didn't get a call because they said they vetted some names. But I'm just telling you, if you turn a job around in four or five days, you didn't give them a whole lot of time yeah. to think about it. Well, I mean, even since Dean Smith, I mean, Bill Guthrie, uh, um, Matt Dorothy, all the guys that's been since Dean Smith have been UNC guys. Mm. It's just that's their legacy. They want to keep people in-house. Uh, you know, being a big North Carolina guy, it wasn't a sexy pick. You know, it wasn't mm-hmm. a big name that would draw, you know, recruits in. But it's a guy that's been in the system for nine years. He's t- uh, helped coach the JV team. He's the head coach for the JV UNC team. And, you know, he does have the NBA knowledge. And he's talking about bringing in a bunch of assistant coaches in that have, you know, experience in recruiting. So I think that will help him out. And, and Jeff, I'll, I'll say this, and I'm, I'm, uh, I'm a Tennessee fan. So ultimately, just like Chris can be very skeptic uh, when it comes to Tennessee football, he can be very unbiased. I think I can be unbiased in this North Carolina thing. It's all about the, the assistance he puts around him. But what I think about when I say we kept it in-house, Holly Worley. Yeah, I sit here and say, she was on Pat's staff for 23 years. Right. She was the head thing. She was the lead recruiter. She did it all. She was part of, like, I think uh, I think she was part of, well, she was part of all eight national championships. I mean, so I'm like, you have both sides of the spectrum. You could be a uh, you could be a Jawan Howard, and 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 that's where I think North Carolina felt comfortable in this pick. Is it's kind of the sexy thing right now to hire the alumni, to to go you know get a former player, get a get a uh, just young kind of stud. You get a Jawan Howard. The names that come to mind when I'm thinking about this is like Jason Kidd. I know he's in the NBA, but Jerry Stackhouse, Jawan Howard. Uh, a lot of these are making that move where you hire the, the the former player and you can kind of sell that to recruits and do that. I don't know that North Carolina needs a salesman. I think Carolina sells itself, but I think you've got two sides of the coin. This could be a very rah-rah, great for North Carolina alumni for the next couple of years, but it's not happening on the hardwood. Or he could really be a, a you know kind of a student of the game and he's a chip off the old block, and North Carolina made a good decision. But I think right now it's it's too early to tell. I, I think what you're going to have – he's got something going for him. 
that unfortunately I don't know that Holly did is it's North Carolina. It's UNC. And there and I you know don't make me argue, ain't you? Well, ten and don't get me wrong, Tennessee girls basketball oh, what yeah. was is a, it was a staple. But it was a staple. And, and that was when Pat was there. Yeah. And so you didn't have to really flex hard for those recruits because you were getting ready to be coached by Pat. And so but when you look at North Carolina, it's it's the blue blood. It's well, we're supposed to be there. And there's that confidence that comes with I'm putting on a Tar Heels uniform. Here's the thing. And see, that's where see it's gonna become a segment right here. Jeff just gotta gotta get the glasses out, gotta make it real. <laughs> the Lady Vols brand and, and you know, Lady Vols encompasses a lot now. There's Lady Vols softball, there's Lady Vols volleyball, there's there's all the dynamics. But when you talk Lady Vols basketball, I mean there's a spot on this show front for Lady Vols right there. It's got one of the cornbread chicks on it. Uh and, and here's the deal. Lady Vols are the only, and actually probably men's and women's, they're the only team that's made it to every NCAA tournament. And you, you literally, you were on the heels of, of Pat Summit leaving. So I think it's, it's an, an amazing parallel right now because, yeah, Lady Vols basketball is not what it used to be now. But when? Before the season starts. What do you mean? Your parallel works until the season starts because if UNC just keeps doing this, then your parallel doesn't work. No, no, it's even. No, what I'm saying is, is the the transition. You're going from a legendary coach to a former player alumni that doesn't really have head coaching experience. That's yeah. where I'm drawing a parallel. I'm not saying that Hubert Davis, as far as basketball, accused the same as Holly. I'm not saying no. either or. I'm just to me, you have you are at a peak right now. I think UNC will be successful. Yeah, well. I think they have more resources to put well, assistance around him. I'll give you that. I agree with Jeff on the – it's UNC. I mean, they're one of eight teams that actually has the Jordan brand, and they're li- literally the only team that's not getting – having to pay out big money. The other 17s pay out big money to keep oh, that yeah. Jordan brand. <laughs> so UNC – I mean, the fire out of my lip. Like, literally, I'm believing right now. Like, <laughs> Don't Jeff hold back. Hold back. But, I mean, yeah. think about Roy Williams. I mean – he was the legendary coach. He's known for wearing his nice blazer with the new Jordans every week. He had a different Jordan pair on every hey, week. He, he still gets, ain't won as many games as Pat Summit. Now he's won 400 games at two different schools, which is the only coach in history to do that. Yeah. I mean, it was Kansas and North Carolina. It wasn't like he won it at some podunk. How many national championships did Pat Summit have? Eight. Eight. It's only like two in men's. <laughs> I'm just telling you. That is a Chris Hip statement, and he will own that. He will own that. That is not representative of this show, because my mother nah, in law through the park. I only have respect for Pat Summit. She was a legend in her time. I mean, realistically, who was the next best coach before Gino came around? I mean, it's, that's a fair statement, but like, like I'll always say, and this is where I don't think North Carolina's North Carolina without Dean Smith. You know what yeah. I'm saying? I think my phone just <laughs> you about to get eat up. Well, I mean, you think about Actually, it. It's Laura. You got Dean Smith, uh, Al Rupp, uh, you know. You can't think of many college big names <laughs> from them days. Yeah, Chris, uh, you may want to exit quick after the show. Laura, Laura, oh. not very happy. What right you now. can't see right now is the hook is somewhere and trying to like. But but here's <laughs> the, here's the dynamic. Here's the dynamic. I, and and now this is a headline topic, and we've made it just wide open. But I've probably made it wide open. We'll we'll go with that. But uh, 
North Carolina's going to be North Carolina without Roy Williams, in my opinion. Tennessee would not be Tennessee. Women's basketball wouldn't be women's basketball without Pat Summit. That's Agreed. just my opinion. I agree. And so I, I, I don't think that's a fair comparison to either or, but um, I, I like but, the parallel. I do. I just think what's going to happen, though, is you're going to see where, you know, you've got that parallel of well, Holly and North Carolina. I can't even guess. Well, Roy Williams. Yeah, no. Well, oh, Hubert Davis. Hubert, Hubert is it's like just, the coolest name. You're going to see where I'm not Pat. And up here, you're going to see, yeah, I'm not Roy Williams, but it's North Carolina. Well, and we'll see. We'll see. I think he's going to hold the Roy and Dean and all the different guys in his, the, the structure. It's going to be old school basketball. It's going to be big bodies. It's going to be we play large, we yeah. play multiple years. It's yeah. not going to be a Gonzaga. It's not going to be a Villanova. We've got five shooters and they do it all. I think he's going to hold to that mold. And honestly, I think his success is going to be keyed on if NCAA basketball allows that model to stay successful. Because what? right now you look at the you look at the Final Four, Houston. Well, they play. I mean, they've got a big man, but they don't play yeah. five on the floor mm-hmm. basketball. Baylor, they're wide daggum open. Gonzaga, I mean, they, they almost built that. Mark Fuse's whole style, and, and the reason, in my opinion, he didn't get a phone call is because he runs that style offense. So I think it's, it's going to be di- dictated. I think he's, he's going to have a level of success in the ACC. I think he's going to have a level. He's going to make the tournament. All of those things are going to stay true because it is North Carolina. But I think the level of is he going to get three national championships? Is he going to be there eighteen years? That's what's yeah. that's what's going and to. And I, I can see your parallel with Holly Wark. Mm-hmm. I mean, compared to let's go back to Pat Summit, you know, in her day and age, she was literally the only coach that females all over U.S. wanted to come play for. I mean, not originally, now, not originally. She was driving the bus, washing the uniforms, and 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 they were playing with the little bitty ball, like the volleyball <laughs> looking thing. And then for a long time, they I think they played like three on three. Yeah. It wasn't even full, you know, five on five. But then, you know, you think of like Holly Wart now. Mm-hmm. There's so much parody across women's basketball. Mm-hmm. There's so much parody really in good college good men's point. basketball. I mean, you have at least 20 teams that easily can win each year in, in women's. You know, I think you have UConn. And then there's about 20 other teams that's going to compete with UConn. Right. I mean, Baylor's up there. Stanford's up there. Louisville. I think I mean, you get Louisville, Louisville, South Carolina, Notre Dame. Yeah. You know that wasn't something you saw like ten years ago. No, you I saw don't. it seemed like the same four teams always in the Final Four. There was a there was a stretch. I think I think UConn just just either matched it or beat it this year. Where uh, Pat Summit's Lady Vols team made it to a dozen straight Final Fours. I remember that. That's that's a stupid stat, and it's stupid that UConn's matched it. But but kind of the spin, and, and, and again. Again, I, th- I hope Hubert Davis has a great career, but I just think that's a, that's a heavy weight to never have head coaching experience and step into North Carolina. I would say that it. In- I would even say stepping into a Tennessee job is your first head coaching job if he lets it be. And, and he's he's one of those that the moment's not going to be big for him because he played for a legendary sure. coach in the in the pros. He played for Pat Riley, and then he came back and coached under Roy Williams. So in the in the hierarchy of being around good. He uh, he has that check mark really heavily marked, but uh, wish him the best. And again, uh, Roy Williams exits kind of. Uh, I think he he understood he was a pretty good gap to that number two in all time wins, and he saw the game uh, yeah. progressively separating from him. But uh, the next one I was going to put on there is Stanford uh, wins the ladies national championship. They defeat Arizona uh, in really kind of a 
a back and forth battle, but Stanford was was by far the better team in that matchup. Third time those two had played this year, two Pac-12 teams in the national championship. I think it was the first time in in ladies' national championship history, two Pac-12 teams in, in the Natty. Um, I'll, I'll tell you this: I, I watched that game and I wanted Arizona to win because I thought the you know the controversy with the Arizona coach. Did you guys see that where she flipped off like after they beat UConn? She was talking to her team, and it was a close – well, it was on the side court, but it was kind of with the five, right? And she basically, paraphrasing, flipped off like in air and says, you know, nobody believes in us, but forget them. And I liked it. I'm like, well, come on, that's what you need. you got to have that chip on your shoulder to get there. Where I like it, and I think it's awesome, and it probably fired those girls up. Oh, yeah. Nothing, it, you can't do anything anymore without somebody saying, I don't like that, and I don't think they should that do that. It offends me. It offended me. But uh, but but she, she took it in stride. They were like, would you like? Would you apologize for the way you did? And she went, no. She said, that's me. And I was like, for that moment, I, I was just interested in, in winning, and them winning the national. Just one, because Stanford, Stanford's one of those teams that kind of battled Pat for, for a long time. And then, then the coach there, uh, Vanderveer, uh, she passed Pat for for when she's had, she has like eleven hundred and something now. She I mean she's she's done it for a very long time. But um, my father in law brought up a great point. We're watching the game and he really wanted Stanford to win and I was kind of wanting Arizona to win. But then when Stanford wins, he said, "You know why I like Stanford winning?" He said, "Because Arizona beat UConn, and so UConn can't even say the team that beat us won the national championship." And I'm like, I like the way you think. Yeah. And you talk about, there's a lot of teams, you know, we were talking pre-show uh, with Damon here at the pub. And Damon says, you know, don't like Alabama, don't like Florida. And, but we kind of talk, there's a respect for Alabama and there's a hatred for Florida. I mean, it's just, that's where it's at. And that's where it's at in ladies basketball. You can respect Baylor. You know, Kim Mulkey and that crew was the last team to beat Pat Summit, knocked her out of her final NCAA tournament. But there's a respect because they work hard, they get good recruits, and they develop players. But UConn, you're just like, mm-hmm. I can't like him. Like, it's just that dude. And, uh, he, he, you know, I don't know. It's just every year. Because, uh, again, we talk about a dozen straight Final Fours and all this stuff. But um, there, there's a key point. One, uh, Gino hasn't won a national championship since, I think, 2012, uh, which coincides with the last time he coached the uh, Olympic team. And cut Candace Parker off the team, former Lady Ball. I think it's karma. I think that's that's a thing. But I like it that now they're starting. South Carolina's coming to the table and playing big big girl basketball. Uh, Texas A and M plays big girl basketball. Arizona's playing uh, a level of basketball. Mississippi State when they had Brit Sh- or Vic Schaefer, uh, they were doing uh, big things there. Uh, I think it's good to see parity start showing up like in the it. ladies game. Yeah, I mean, like I said, that that to me is the biggest thing right now in both sports. I mean, they, uh, you know, you don't, you can't just guess on one team to be. There's not that Kentucky. There's not that Duke that's just dominating everybody. Gonzaga dominated this year, and then we saw how that final game ended up when they went up against a more athletic Baylor team. Steve on his way out. Have a good evening, Steve. And uh, he's checking out. He he is. I, I think he is the. Uh, I don't want to say the only because I can't speak for the people in the front. But uh, Steve has been here all six weeks. This is our sixth show yeah. here at the pub. And Steve always gets TVs turned on for us, always helps us get the tables right. A good good fella. And uh, he, he was a pretty lucky fella there last night. We'll just uh, leave that at that. But uh, 
But, guys, uh, we're getting good on timing. 5.31 is the time right now. We're going to take a break. Listen to these fine sponsors. Again, this segment brought to you by Donna Crine Mortgage Investors Group here in Maribel. When we come back, uh, I'm going to talk a little Masters. I want to talk about it's Masters Week. It is Tuesday of Masters Week, so there's a little pool play going, different things like that. But uh, talk about what the favorites are, memories of the Masters, and then just uh, what do you think? What do you think? Is Jordan Spieth kind of the guy, Roy McIlroy? Is it going to be the same without Tiger? We'll talk it all on the flip side of the break. You're listening to The Grind right here from the Party Pub in New Midland Plaza. You're listening 100.9 FM, 8.50 AM, and streaming wkvl.com we'll be back you don't want to miss it Are you looking for a place to unwind and relax after work or a place to fill the weekend fun? Then slide on over to the Party Pub at their brand new location in New Midland Plaza in Alcoa. The Party Pub has loads of space available to enjoy time with friends, watch that big time fight, and catch that big orange game on one of the pub's 12 big time TVs. The Party Pub's kitchen also has a jam packed menu from pizza to burgers, quesadillas to wings, and believe me, it's all great-tasting food. Call-ins are welcome. Kitchen opens each morning at 7.30. So if you're looking for a one-stop shop for a good time, check out the Party Pub with darts, billiards, and karaoke. The Party Pub has a 7.30 a.m. start time and can't wait to see you. Again, check out their new location in New Midland Plaza, the Party Pub in Alcoa, a Blunt County staple for 50 years and a place where they treat you like family, and it's always a good time. I've got a math question for you. When you add tolerance, subtract prejudice, and multiply efforts to treat one another with respect, what do you get? Less division. And school sports has it down to a science. Looking for an example of what can happen when we realize there's more that unites us than divides us? Look no further than high school sports in Tennessee. This message presented by the Tennessee Secondary School Athletic Association and the Tennessee Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. Are you looking to buy or sell a home in East Tennessee and want a realtor with the experience and integrity you deserve? Then call Tressa Lequire with Realty Executive Associates. The market is hot and interest rates are still the lowest they have ever been. Take advantage now by calling Tressa Lequire, 865-221-5610. That's 865-221-5610. With 10 years of experience in our local area, Tressa Lequire appreciates all Blunt County manufacturing employees and will work to get you the best deal and experience possible. Call Tressa Lequire with Realty Executive Associates, 865-221-5610. And let Tressa take your real estate dreams from the kitchen table to the closing table. The Grind on Sports is all about opinions, and we want yours too. If you want to grind it out with us here tonight, give us a call on the Grind Time Hotline, 865-223-8421. Share in the grind and dial 865-223-8421. From Blunt County to all of Knoxville, this is WKVL 850 AM and 100.9 FM Maryville, Rocky Top Sports. Have you heard about or seen the Grind's brand new user-friendly website? If the answer is no, 
I think you're kind of missing out. Our brand-new website has ways to hook into the grind from social media with links to Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and SoundCloud so you can grind it out with us on social media. But if you say, I don't like social media, but I like podcasts, we've got those too. You can download the Grind Podcast on Apple Podcasts and Google Play Music directly from the website. It's a one-stop shop for everything The Grind. Check us out online, thegrindonsports.com. That's thegrindonsports.com. The housing market in East Tennessee is booming. Have you found yourself daydreaming of that perfect home or need more space for your growing family? Finding the right mortgage lender is an important first step in making those dreams a reality. Donna Cry with Mortgage Investors Group of Maryville is your hometown expert with over 20 years in the mortgage industry. Donna can help with all types of mortgages from conventional to VA and everything in between. Having a proven expert like Donna Cry in your corner will give you an edge against the competition. Call Donna Cry at 865-984-9948 today for more information or to get your home buying process started. Donna Cry with Mortgage Investors Group where home ownership dreams become a reality. Do you want to hear your business mentioned on this show? We can make that happen. Hit us up on our email. That's wayne at thegrindonsports.com. That's wayne at thegrindonsports.com. We don't always promise to be perfect, but we promise to give you our honest opinion. This is sports radio from a fan's perspective. You're listening to The Grind. On 100.9 FM, 850 AM, Rocky Top Sports. Hey, welcome back inside the Party Pub Studios live here in New Midland Plaza, live from the Party Pub, as we grind it out here on a Tuesday edition. Again, guys, uh, the breaks are the are good times here for the grind because we normally have food waiting on us. Uh, what'd you guys have this week? I I, I didn't get anything yet, and uh, that may be soon to change because you guys got some good looking stuff. What'd you get, Jeff? I got the uh, boneless wings again with the teriyaki sauce, and it's awesome. Yeah, you just that was that you were trying to validate the goodness from a week ago, yeah. right? You just made sure, and I'll that probably it, validate it again next week. Too. I hear you. <laughs> well, what'd you go with, Chris? You you changed it up. You're, you're usually a sampler guy. Yeah, I just went with the uh, chili fries today, chili cheese fries. Just something for everybody. Yeah, and uh, got drinks. Yep. Which they don't they don't pay the bill, but uh, the drinks are good here too. <laughs> but uh, but guys, uh, next segment we're gonna step into the Masters a little bit. Probably probably cut this one. Uh, it won't be a full half hour spot. So if uh, if you're if you think the next thirty minutes are gonna be golf, that's not the case. We're gonna give a good little homage to the Masters. And then we'll uh, we'll come back and talk a little March Madness. Uh, this segment brought to you by Tressa Leakwire again with Realty Executive and Associates. Uh, from the kitchen table to the closing table is her slogan, but she'll meet you anywhere in between. She's honest, has integrity, wants to work for you. Give her a call eight six five two two one fifty six ten. Again, that's eight six five two two one fifty six ten. Tressa Leakwire with Realty Executive Associates. So, uh, guys. Uh, the Masters, it's in April. Azalea's blooming, uh, or will be. Uh, the greens are perfect, as normal. And, uh, y- you know, it's just that, that time of year. I-, I think Jeff and I talked at the break. I'm not necessarily like the – there are guys that we work with, Chris and Jeff, that literally they know, you know, oh, they're at this, this uh, you know, this course in Oklahoma or they're in this course in California. 
I can't tell you that I'm that guy. I can tell you I know when they're at St. Andrews. I can tell you I know when they're St. Andrews is one of my favorites. So. Yeah, it's just cool because Pebble I'm Beach. like Pebble Beach. Congress was last week. I like that one. And uh, the former uh, station manager at WKVL WGAP actually caddies at TPC Sawgrass. It's pretty awesome. That's amazing course, especially with the uh, number 17 Island. Right. But uh, so I know the the biggies, right? You know, I know when they're at the you know Arnold Palmer Invitational, some things like that. But as far as avidly watching golf, I'm I'm just not that guy. Uh, but when it's Masters weekend, I I'll keep up with it, you know, on the little pro am and the, the kind of the Thursday Friday times. Saturday I kind of pick it up a little bit more, and then Sunday it's hard to chisel me out of the chair because it's just it's Masters Sunday. Normally it's Tiger and Red. And I kind of dig that, you know, again, Tiger being the, you know, he, he in my generation, he is the, the shapeshifter uh, of modern golf. So uh, you, you kind of hate that he's not going to be a part of that. But again, being a left-handed golfer, I kind of like Phil Mickelson. I like Jordan Spieth. He's kind of the new up-and-comer. Just broke his, uh, his streak of winless there last weekend. I can't remember the tournament, but I'm sure it was uh, another sponsor that I don't know the name of. Uh, but... Uh, there's a lot of heat that comes to the Masters. Some different guys have a better or worse success than others. I think the weather is supposed to be decent uh, for this year's Masters. And, uh, again, you, you see early pictures. You, you think just in my mind right now, I'm thinking Jim Nance. Uh, what is it? Hello, friends. Like, that's his little jam. But I'm excited about the Masters. What do you think, Chris? I mean, the Masters is one of the biggest golf events, you know, each year. I think I've read somewhere there's at least 60 European players that will travel over. I think 40 other players from other continents will travel over. You know, only the top 80 make it into the field. So you got all these people playing in. And, of course, I think previous winners get automatic, you know, buy-ins. But looking at it's the, like a championship provisional for yeah. us NASCAR folks. <laughs> <laughs> so looking at some of the names up on the, uh, you know, odds, you know, a lot of the top ones here are the uh, the Dustin Johnson, Jordan Spieth, uh, John Rahm, Rory McIlroy. Of course, all these guys, if you watch, are big hitters, uh, long drive hitters, and that's the way the Masters plays out. You know, it's uh, it plays into people that can hit the ball the farthest, but also you get into like the Amen's corner where it's more about you know finesse. Uh, it's where he's going to test you with the bunker play. Uh, Waters uh, was number the par three. I think only plays 134 yards. I but I mean, it, that in like seven strokes. I mean, it's one of the toughest holes because you're looking over water with a sand bunker in the front and a sand bunker behind. So if you miss either way, you're sitting dead. And I think yeah, I read somewhere it's like a 23 degree downhill um, green. So you know, if you're sitting behind it, you don't want to chip downhill because you know you might end up in the water in the front half. So. So, so I'm looking through some of the names, and, and you know, you see the guys, you know, like you said, Rory McIlroy. You see a guy like Dustin Johnson. Uh, couples, Fred Couples is going to play. Well, that, and that's some of the names that get me are some of these guys that, like VJ Singh's playing. Yeah, nice. and I mean, I like Oosthuizen from him. I like Oosthuizen. So but, previous winners get to come back and play. You know, with their play-in match uh, card, so it's cool because you got you know you used to always have Jack Nicklaus, Arnold Palmer, or they would be the ones starting off. You know, it's always cool to see them, even at mm. sixty years old. They're right. out there, can probably outdrive me. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know. So it's one of those. You know, it's incredible to watch, and it's something. You know, at today's age, won't get to see that because you know, I'm passed away. But. Right. 
And I'll tell you, I'm looking at names, and there's all kinds of interesting ones, but guy that uh, I, I have no dog in the fight, don't know him for anything, but you got to think that's a that's a good one to pull for, right? Cameron Champ. <laughs> like, how do you not like that guy? You know, I... I... You got to go for the champ. You know, at, at the, at, you know, kind of at the driving range, at the putting I'll, green, they're like, hey, champ, you're the champ. I'll pull for, for Dustin Johnson. Is it the I, beard? Uh, I think it's the wild backstory. What's the, what's the guy from Vandy? Brooks Kepka or uh, yeah, Kepka. yeah, I yeah. saw his name on there. And then I, I hope I see, like, Patrick Reed. I hope he does well. Oh, no, it's Brent Snedker. That's who's from Vandy. That's, that's see, I'm... I'm biased. I, I, I'm a Ryder Cup die guy, you know, the Ryder Cup's USA versus the world. So I'm always pulling for a USA person to win the Masters because, you know, it's in the USA. Right. So, you know. You're a Spieth guy? I like Spieth. Spieth's good. Uh, it, he's just, you know, his short game's been what hurt him the last couple of months, and then he finally got it together last week. Like if Spieth would dress like a Ricky Fowler, I think that'd be like the perfect golfer, <laughs> like a cool golfer, but like where's the wild card? But what about Deshaun I mean, everybody, he, he's a hit or miss. You know, some people love him, some people don't like him. Where's the little, uh, was the little French hat? Oh, yeah. Uh, wear a fedora. Yeah, what fedora. He gets up there and he can crush the ball. I think it was at um, TPC the other week. He was one of the ones that drove it 370 yards over the water within like 20 yards of the green. What's you know, that? and he, he, as soon as he hit it, he, you know, you, you just see feel that, it, yeah, because yeah, he as soon as he hit it, he knew it was going to be over. Who's the cat with uh, that that swings the pink ping driver, Bubba Bubba Watson? Yeah, I like yeah. him too. You know, he can flat crush. You know why too. he does that? And I actually looked into trying to buy one of the pink drivers. Cancer. Yeah, his wife had breast cancer, so that's oh. one of his foundations. That's G thirty, right? It's, yeah. I'm not plugging. I looked that into plug. it. Well, I looked into it, and they were selling for five hundred fifty dollars or something when they first came out. And, but the proceeds went to his wife's breast cancer foundation. So, so you could kind of yeah. get behind. I didn't buy one. Did you print that off with taxes? Yeah, <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. I'll, uh, I'll buy a regular one. I'll paint it pink for you for half the money. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I still love my G25. So I uh, I don't know what that means. Is that a, that's an infinity car, right? <laughs> anyway. No, it's just a pink driver. Anyway. My, my, I'm a left-handed golfer, and I'm cheap, so I've got a pretty uh, ragtag bunch of clubs. But anyway, uh, I'm excited about the Masters. One, because, and we'll talk about it in our Major League Baseball segment, things are getting back to normal. They're not going to have a full crowd. I, they're not going to have the, the droves of people that move and, and all that. But it's still, it's April, and it's the Masters. Texas Arlington Stadium or whatever for, for the uh, the Rangers had a 40,000-seat packed stadium uh, for their opener. Again, masks are still a thing, but it's just another step. I'm not saying that that's the smartest thing. I'm not saying whatever. I'm just saying it's a step back to normalcy. And, man, uh, I'm ready, for, I'm ready for That was more like a hot rod, zero to 60. I think it was a, you know, yeah, flip the trigger, see what happens yeah, kind of moment. But but anyway, I'm, I'm excited about the Masters being back and, and, and ultimately – uh, that's what this week will be, and uh, next week we'll talk about did any of the uh, the Ryder Cup or or Chris's Ryder dies? What I'm going to kind of <laughs> put that as, uh, or uh, or is it going to be a, a, some European, some foreign uh, player that kind of came on our turf and well, took it away from us? You're a bet man. Don't go for Dustin Johnson because Jeff picked him. No, I get just it. just because he had a uh, his wife just gave birth two nights ago. I think he's his first child, so he's going to learn about that lack of sleep that comes Ooh, with that. That's a good know? call. 
Good call. <laughs> That's true. You know, I you wonder, don't think about that stuff when you. I wonder if they might leave the uh, the baby name, uh, you know, blank for a few <laughs> days, just in case he wins it. He can kind of make it. Ma- he can name him Augusta or something. Master. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Master, Master Johnson. That's that's kind of a scary baby name, Master. But uh, anyway, anyway, guys, let's let's just uh, let's kind of hold serve here and just take go on into March Madness. I know that's kind of abrupt change, but uh, I think it's worth doing just based on how the games played out. So last week. Uh, when we left, there was a Final Four to be had. Uh, they actually were finishing up the Elite Eights to get to the Final Four. So the Final Four were Houston, Baylor, and then Gonzaga, UCLA. UCLA being the darling that kind of came out of a play-in game and kind of made their way to the Final Four. Uh, ultimately, uh, the tale of two games, um, the Baylor, uh, the Baylor uh, Houston game was uh, – basically a boat race. Uh, Baylor ran all over them, ran rough shot all over Houston. Uh, the Houston defense that had got them to the final four collapsed on them. Uh, Baylor was hitting on all cylinders. I think, uh, maybe with nine minutes to go in the first half, they were already up by like 18 or 20. It was a, it was a dominating performance. Uh, Houston did some things to kind of get some, some momentum here and there, but ultimately just continued to, uh, to kind of pound away was, was Baylor just really a team that, that knew they wanted uh, more than a Final Four appearance, punch their ticket first. Uh, and then Gonzaga, UCLA, the tale of uh, two different games. Uh, UCLA really uh, came in swinging. You know, they, they had kind of upset uh, Michigan to get to, to the Final Four. And uh, and, and everybody, uh, including me, I, I was like, well, that's a, that's a great story. You know, they made it to a Final Four. They're, they're probably going to get mopped up by Gonzaga because they're, you know, undefeated. I don't. I don't think UCLA got my memo. No, I don't think they heard me because no. UCLA came out firing, playing. Uh, mm-hmm. Really took uh, took the battle a little bit to Gonzaga. So much so, uh, Gonzaga kind of battled back and, and, of course, forced overtime. Uh, but, but I, I think UCLA and and I told Laura and I think we talked about this last time. Uh, their coach has to be. I mean, their administration has to be happy and their coach has to be happy. This is the guy that they went after after Rick Barnes turned them down. I mean, put that out there. Like this wow. is this is a guy who wasn't the first option, but ultimately, arguably, took them farther than their guy could have. So if Rick Barnes was there, they probably would have beat Gonzaga. Is what you're saying? No, I'm saying they'd have probably been. I mean, historically, they would have been bouncing around about <laughs> 32. So what what his record shows. But uh, again, I'm just I'm still a little sour over our exit. Uh, of course, uh, in in the end, Oregon State looked like not a bad loss, but uh, it just didn't taste real good that Friday night when I was expecting to see Tennessee play on like Sunday, and it just didn't happen. So, anyway, anyway, I, I digress. But UCLA <laughs> brought the battle to Gonzaga. I thought ultimately it was going to be a Kentucky scenario where they they really play hard, they get to the Final Four, and then just kind of sputter out. But Gonzaga, true to form. Battle tested a little bit, came out in the second half, forced overtime, and then in the overtime really, really kind of took handle of that one. Really outran uh, UCLA. I don't know that they beat them. I just think they 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 had more firepower than UCLA did late. Well, you can tell watching that game, UCLA, the players started getting a little bit more fatigued um, compared to Gonzaga. You know, Gonzaga nine deep, deep easily, so they could switch out and you could tell, you know, the legs just weren't there for the UCLA players and they allowed Gonzaga to, you know, slowly get back in. So, and then in the, the little overtime, you know, it was kind of one of those back and forth, back and forth, UCLA still battling. And ultimately 
a tie ball game. Gonzaga has the ball last, but you, you expect it's going to be a heave ho bounce off the front of the rim and we go to a double overtime. And that, that freshman sugs for, for Gonzaga. I mean, half court, just heave and it yep. banks in the momentum kind of carried it in there. And, uh, I don't know. Like Laura and I were watching, and we were like, "Man, we're gonna stay up and watch this," you know, because we're we're all, like we're we're thirty three going on like eighty. No no <laughs> offense to anybody at either one of those ages, but we we like going to bed. We we are not uh, night owls anymore, and so we're watching this game, and we're like, "Man, that's five more minutes in in real time. That's like thirty more minutes." Is it for basketball? Yeah, yeah. especially with commercials. Oh, gotcha. And so, and then he heaves it, and you're like, "Oh, that's oh, oh my goodness." And I think ultimately, this is probably a hot take that, that not a lot of people is going to agree with. To me, that's what beat them in the national championship game. When they hit that shot, they said, "We're bulletproof. It doesn't matter how far we get down. We can win. We'll come back. We're, yeah, we're fine." That. Yeah, that makes sense to me. And 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 he's a freshman now. Granted, Suggs is still he, he's the best. He was probably the best player on the floor. Period. Baylor just has more good, great players. You know, Suggs is just you know a really good player, but but no, he knocks down that. Of course, silences UCLA. Gonzaga's going to the national championship game, and a, a commentator said it on the ride over here. Said that they 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 kind of looking back at the game thought maybe maybe Gonzaga celebrated that win a little too much because they looked like they were a little tired coming into Monday night's championship game. And Suggs so ran and jumped up on the table, did the Dwayne Wade. He said it was a Kobe Dwayne Wade. Yeah. Thing. Said it was a tribute to them, but you know, like you said, I, I think they came out, you know, with their mentality, like you said, that they are undefeated. That you know, it was going to be hard for them to beat. And you saw with that uh, Baylor matchup, they just came out and punched them in the mouth and said, <laughs> "We're a bigger, stronger, taller team than y'all." Yeah. Well, and and to me, that's your coaches. Your coaches have to bring those players. That's a great win. You go to overtime. You hit a, you hit that shot to win, but your coaches have to pull you back down to earth and say you haven't won anything yet. Mm. You you've you've made it, but you haven't proved anything. So to me, yes, be happy you won. Celebrate. Don't get me wrong. I'm not that stick in the mud. But at the same time, don't you can't lose sight of what the main goal is. Right. And the main goal is to come away as number one. Well, and the thing is, is, is yeah, I think in, on T-shirts and on cups and stuff, uh, people remember who you beat. Right. But when you finish second, not a lot of people remember that. Like, I mean, you remember that time we almost won a national yeah, championship? Yeah, exactly. I the, mean, the, the people in Africa that just got all your shirts. All the so. shirts, yeah. <laughs> hey, I, they remember who finished second. <laughs> well, they don't know. They think you won it. <laughs> Cause it, yeah, that's funny. Have you ever seen that little that little documentary on that deal? Uh no. It's I mean it's not really. It's like a, a like a SEC short kind of thing. It's like ten minutes, but that that is like a thing. It's worth a watch. That's like a thing. But uh, anyway, but if if uh, if I just spoiled it for you, Gonzaga didn't win the national championship. <laughs> Baylor wins the national championship. Uh, what I, a couple of things I thought was pretty awesome about the whole dynamic was is one, whoever won it was going to be the first national championship for their program. Uh, Baylor or Gonzaga, neither had, had, had made it to that point. Uh, the other thing that I thought was interesting, and it actually played out historically accurate, I think that was the fifth or sixth time that the preseason number one and number two met in the national championship game. Hmm. Yeah, who keeps up with those stats? Like, hey, I'm going to write this down and remember it. But 
all previous five or four, four or five times, the number two preseason team won. Well, Baylor was the number two preseason, and they win. I need to start looking at that when I make my bracket. <laughs> yeah, ain't that something? Yeah, especially when it plays out like that. But uh, I, I don't know. I, a lot of people, you know, asking that question, would you rather have an undefeated season and lose in a championship game, or would you rather lose in the regular season? I'm like, who asked that question? Like this isn't like the only like if you don't win the thing, it's a participation the yeah. trophy. Like I, I'm not saying that there's not a level of accomplishment with what Gonzaga did. I think undefeated through a regular season, COVID or not, is impressive. But it's not Murderer's Row. They they didn't have to play Baylor early in the season. They didn't have to play Tennessee. Yeah, yeah, I plugged that. They didn't have to play <laughs> Tennessee midseason, but. Uh, the, you know, it's impressive what Mark Few's been able to do. The fact that he's made it to multiple Final Fours, multiple championship games. Uh, I thought it was funny. Somebody today said, you know, Mark Few doesn't get the salt that uh, John Calipari and some of these other guys get when they make it there and don't win. But I I, I don't know. I'm here to say I, I understand what they're saying as far as, you know, I'd rather lose in the regular season. But I will say there's something to be said about being the multiple final four. Yeah, but I'd like to have that experience. I can, I can understand that. You know, I mean, you look at Mark Few, how many times has Gonzaga been in a top ten, you know, recruiting class compared to somebody like Calipari who had the number one class twelve mm-hmm. years in a row. Yeah. I mean, his only national championship he got was with a loaded team with Anthony Davis. Uh they had what, seven first round picks, I think, on that mm-hmm. team. So I mean, you know, that's I think why people give Calipari more heck is He's had the first, you know, top recruiting class and still can't win as many national championships. Yeah, I've got a whole lot of reasons why I give him more. <laughs> but, yeah. This yeah. is the orange glass. Yeah. Hey, here's the thing. He earned them. I, I didn't like him when he was <laughs> in Memphis, if that makes anybody feel any better. Eh, no. Bruce Pearl beating. He keeps the, you know, the the course. I will say there is nothing but consistency when it comes to exactly. Tennessee with me. I will always <laughs> see the bright side of the, of the street most times. Unless it's worn out of the street. Right, right. And which is the one I care about. <laughs> uh, but, but guys, uh, so ultimately, uh, Baylor gets the win. They're, Gonzaga's already kind of way too early next season favorites. Is that even like a thing? Like to me, with, yeah. the, with today's uh, volatility and, and players deciding to stay or go, COVID giving you the ability to stay or go, uh, transfer portal, all this stuff, to me, I'm like, Basketball's good. Uh, it's done. Uh, I didn't win my bracket. I need to pull up and, and give a shout-out to who did. Jeff finished in third ahead of me. I was fourth. Um, but I'm just uh, I'm just going to be happy for, for being happy, for Baylor getting the job done, and then I'm going to look to spring football. But I'm, I'm excited that actually 2021 gave us an NCAA tournament, something that, uh, you know, shockingly a year ago didn't happen. No, you're right. What do you think, Chris? Chris is very versatile today. If you're, if you're not watching on Facebook Live, you're missing it. He has Ice Bears hat, Tennessee uh, shirt, North Carolina glasses. Uh, anyway, <laughs> he's very versatile. Braves underwear. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it matches my hat. No, I was just looking at the uh, nor I. I was, <laughs> I was looking at the uh, odds for next year, and I mean, like you said, you got Gonzaga and Baylor are the top two teams. They return UCLA, a lot. Though. They're a lot of young. Michigan, Duke, Kansas. Kentucky and Florida State. We're North Carolina on that list. Uh, I think they were like 12th. They got a hot shot. West Virginia on there at all? 
Uh, didn't see him. Hey, what about them Vols? They just got a big uh, Auburn transfer, a uh, shooting guard. I'm wondering if that's going to take away from Viscovi's minutes. What hurts <laughs> us is the fact that we go out in the second round. But we, I mean, we were one of the teams that took Gonzaga. Hey, who's we? The brink. We got thumped in the first round. Well, <laughs> but like, uh, you know, we played a Baylor team that just won the national championship. You know, we played them tough. We played a tough Gonzaga. Team. You set them up. You you put we did. them up there. So, um, I, I, and, and we were led by a lot of sophomores. So it's like I, I feel like if we should be somewhat a little bit on that list. So so winners of the grind time brackets. Let's just kind of close out this segment with uh, with the ode to the victor, right? Uh, DTWP eighty two, DT Canes is the the little under name. Uh, he he won the bracket, twelve hundred seventy points. I mean, he was like he was walking away with it. He was looks like in the list was the only one that had Baylor winning it all. So congratulations to him. Uh, Bobulus Vol uh, number two, uh, he he was right there with it. He had Gonzaga winning it all. Uh, X Rand O M X Task X, which is Jeff. Uh, Jeff random so, task. But yeah. <laughs> do what? It's random task. But it's uppercase. Oh. It yeah. makes a lot more sense now. That's, <laughs> way I said it. that's his Xbox game attack. Oh, yeah. yeah. It, so you're about to get like bombarded. Hey, look, bring it on. Uh, the next duty. one was uh, ESPN eight five one eight three two two one dash one. It does me. Maybe Chris. He had Illinois winning it all. Oh, uh, man. What you? <laughs> then Wayne's winners, uh, which I had some. I just didn't have enough. I feel like that's the that's the gamut I play. But uh, then uh, Laura. I, I gotta give her a hard time because she's she's one of the few that had Alabama winning it all. I and think I'm just, at the very bottom, man. And I'll be honest with her name and then the Alabama logo next to it, it's probably the most devastating thing I've, I've seen. You should all screenshot day. that. I would rather forget it. Just stay honest with you. But anyway, anyway, uh, but guys, um, any kind of I guess NCAA basketball closing comments. I mean, anything that you you hope to see. A year from now, anything you hope to to kind of get out of uh, uh, what was a little bit? I just hope we get to go to games next year. I hope things are opened up to the point where Tennessee basketball can Thompson Bowling can be seen, heard, felt the whole dynamic. I just it, it's a good step. COVID took basketball away. Twenty twenty one gave it back on TV, and maybe twenty twenty one into twenty two will uh, will allow us to get back in there somewhat. Yeah. I'd like to see West Virginia make the uh, well, Sweet think. 16 next year. I mean, I, I'm I'm hoping they'll do the uh, – <laughs> I hope they do the yeah. changes you know, where they're talking about allowing, you know, high school recruits to go to the G League instead of going to college. Mm. That way you have the consistency of people staying. I also don't like the whole transfer portal. I mean, I don't know that you get right mad now. at, you know, your coach, you know, you didn't get the right breakfast for that day. You want to get in the transfer order. I just don't like that idea. Right. I think they should have limit to one time you can move, and I still like the idea where you have to sit out of here, unless you're a graduate. Transfer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can understand that one, but, you know, I think if they can make a change with that and help with that issue, you know, college basketball might get back to more consistency. I, I think I, I think you're right. I, I Honestly, the only change I'm really wanting pushed is I want them to go to four quarters like the ladies do. I just think four ten-minute quarters is like – I think the intensity would go up. I think you, it, it's a couple extra breaks, so I think you, you could push a little bit more. I like four ten minute quarters. No, well, no, I don't coming. know. I'm, I'm just. I, you want to get the giveaway? Yeah. 
I don't know. I just it's one of them things where to me it's twelve or half a dozen. It, you know. You think? You think? Yeah. I mean, oh. I, I as think, a broadcaster, sometimes it's nice to have that extra break. I could see that. I, I could definitely see that. And and from that aspect of it, you know, you get some extra breaks in there. You know, maybe you can do some subs early on. You're seeing something that you don't like. I don't know. I, to me, it doesn't really matter. I don't pay enough attention to care. So really, that my vote doesn't matter because I don't pay enough attention to. You said it. I didn't, Jeff. Yeah. Well, as uh, as as talk about a vote that does matter. We have a winner here for our six o'clock giveaway: an Applebee's gift card, twenty-five dollars to Applebee's. Again, got to be present to win. Vicky Pilgrim, Vicky Pilgrim. Uh, we will get her at the break. Try to get the uh, Applebee's gift card to her. But if you if you want to win, wasn't down here by six o'clock. Come down here, and put your name in the bucket, and we have a grind swag pack to give away at seven o'clock. But let's take our second break of the day. Listen to our fine sponsors when we come back. Major League Baseball. First week kind of in the books, under wraps. Uh, All-Star game already being moved, and we'll talk about why and how uh, on the flip side of the break. You're listening to 100.9 FM, 850 AM, and streaming at WKBL.com. We'll be right back. Are you looking for a place to unwind and relax after work or a place to fill the weekend fun? Then slide on over to the Party Pub at their brand-new location in New Midland Plaza in Alcoa. The Party Pub has loads of space available to enjoy time with friends, watch that big-time fight, and catch that big orange game on one of the pub's 12 big-time TVs. The Party Pub's kitchen also has a jam-packed menu from pizza to burgers, quesadillas to wings, and believe me, it's all great-tasting food. Call-ins are welcome. Kitchen opens each morning at 7.30. So if you're looking for a one-stop shop for a good time, check out the Party Pub with darts, billiards, and karaoke. The Party Pub has a 7.30 a.m. start time and can't wait to see you. Again, check out their new location in New Midland Plaza, the Party Pub in Alcoa, a Blunt County staple for 50 years and a place where they treat you like family, and it's always a good time. I've got a math question for you. When you add tolerance, subtract prejudice, and multiply efforts to treat one another with respect, what do you get? Less division. And school sports have it down to a science. Looking for an example of what can happen when we realize there's more that unites us than divides us? Look no further than high school sports in Tennessee. This message presented by the Tennessee Secondary School Athletic Association and the Tennessee Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. Are you looking to buy or sell a home in East Tennessee and want a realtor with the experience and integrity you deserve? Then call Tressa Lee Choir with Realty Executive Associates. 
The market is hot, and interest rates are still the lowest they have ever been. Take advantage now by calling Tressa Lee Choir, 865-221-5610. That's 865-221-5610. With 10 years of experience in our local area, Tressa Lee Choir appreciates all Blunt County manufacturing employees and will work to give you the best deal and experience possible. Call Tressa Lee Choir with Realty Executive Associates, 865-221-5610. And let Tressa take your real estate dreams from the kitchen table to the closing table. The Grind on Sports is all about opinions, and we want yours too. If you want to grind it out with us here tonight, give us a call on the Grind Time Hotline, 865-223-8421. Share in the grind and dial 865-223-8421. From Blunt County to all of Knoxville, this is WKVL 850 AM and 100.9 FM Maryville, Rocky Top Sports. Have you heard about or seen the Grind's brand new user-friendly website? If the answer is no, I think you're kind of missing out. Our brand new website has ways to hook into the Grind from social media with links to Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and SoundCloud so you can grind it out with us on social media. But if you say, I don't like social media, but I like podcasts, we've got those too. You can download the Grind podcast on Apple Podcasts and Google Play Music directly from the website. It's a one-stop shop for everything The Grind. Check us out online, thegrindonsports.com. That's thegrindonsports.com. The housing market in East Tennessee is booming. Have you found yourself daydreaming of that perfect home or need more space for your growing family? Finding the right mortgage lender is an important first step in making those dreams a reality. Donna Cry with Mortgage Investors Group of Maribel is your hometown expert with over 20 years in the mortgage industry. Donna can help with all types of mortgages from conventional to VA and everything in between. Having a proven expert like Donna Cry in your corner will give you an edge against the competition. Call Donna Cry at 865-984-9948 today for more information or to get your home buying process started. Donna Cry with Mortgage Investors Group where home ownership dreams become a reality. Do you want to hear your business mentioned on this show? We can make that happen. Hit us up on our email. That's wayne at thegrindonsports.com. That's wayne at thegrindonsports.com. We don't always promise to be perfect, but we promise to give you our honest opinion. This is sports radio from a fan's perspective. You're listening to The Grind. On 100.9 FM, 850 AM, Rocky Top Sports. Hey, welcome back inside the Party Pub Studios right here in New Midland Plaza, right off Calderwood Street here in Alcoa. Again, live at the party pub so come check us out uh we're here till seven we got another giveaway to give at the back side of the hour uh right here with chris hips jeff had to had to kind of exit stage left but uh again a lot still yet to talk about major league baseball in full swing uh tennessee football uh, still got some spring practice to be had got uh making their way to the orange and white game uh the 24th got some full pad practice in but uh but, Chris, we'll, we'll kind of stay with uh, Major League Baseball. This segment brought to you by Smoky Mountain Axe House. Again, uh, family-owned and operated. Mr. Tim Fry, a veteran himself, uh, a member of Mission 22, brings a Smoky Mountain Axe House uh, to Maryville, to Alcoa. Check them out online, smokymountainaxe.com. 
and give them a call, 865-268-5872. Jeff checks out. See you, Jeff. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, But uh, anyway, uh, Smoky Mountain Axe House, we talk about it, a member of the World Axe Throwing League. Uh, if you don't know what that means, you should just go by and check it out. There's there's a lot of guys down there. You're like, oh, this is cool, and then they pull out their 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 own axe, and then they pull out their gear, and then all of a sudden they're like just peppering the bullseye, and it's just fun to watch. And then and then you realize that it's really not that easy to do, uh, and and you just uh, just have fun trying it. Again, give them a call eight six five two six eight fifty eight seventy two. You can set up a family event, a business event. Uh, just, uh, just try to, try to stay safe as, uh, as throwing sharp objects. Uh, but, uh, you ever, you ever done the ax throwing thing, Chris? I did it one time. I wasn't too good at it. We're going to have to figure that out. Yeah. We're going to have to have like a grind ax throwing championship. We might talk to Tim, try to set that up. Okay. I'll have to get a team of well more versed ax throwers than myself. <laughs> but, uh, but anyway, uh, again, check out Smoky Mountain Axe House right here in Midland Plaza. If you're here at the party pub with us. You're just a few doors down uh, from Smoky Mountain Axe House. Uh, but Major League Baseball, Chris, uh, again, opening day, kind of come back. Uh, some people, some stadiums are at partial capacity. Some some have a little bit of crowd there. Uh, Texas just said to take the roof off this thing. 40,000 people to open Arlington Stadium Rangers game uh, there early uh, in this season. Is that a is that a shock factor? Is that a is that a wow moment? we've ever had one here in 2021 i mean it is texas they do a little bit of everything oh, different down there but uh i mean it's a good rules you know they 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 implemented the mask on while you're not uh walking to your seat you know you got to keep your mask on until you sit down but you know you can see the excitement on the crowd's face you can see the excitement on the players i mean that's probably the first time in over a year and a half for most of the players that actually see crowds and like cardboard setups. That's it's funny you bring that up because one of the points I was going to ask you is, you, you know, these players have kind of conditioned themselves to games being like a batting cage scenario. You know, there's canned noise on TV, but from what I've heard and what I've seen at, at, at venues, it's quiet. Yeah. I remember you remember Bearden, like that's always gonna be the gold standard for, for my level of COVID interaction is in Knox County when, when they had everything locked down, no crowds, <laughs> anything, uh, it was the funniest thing. Chris is the stat guy for Rebel Radio Basketball and uh and we're at Bearden, I'm calling a game and it's like a free throw situation and he looks at me and I'm like, What? Because I've got the headset on. I've got this headset on doing the game and and he's like, You're screaming. <laughs> and it, I'm like, if there was people in there, it wouldn't have been that that bad. But it was it was eerily quiet. Yeah, it was very quiet, and your average talking was very loud. Even the I can remember one time. I think one of the players were looking up. I'm like, yeah, they can hear everything we're saying. Well, the good thing is I'm pretty pretty even keel. Yeah, so I don't I don't say anything real yeah. negative, but uh, I am biased a little bit. But, but anyway. Anyway, but uh, I, I think it's going to be a, a culture shock, a little change of pace, because you've got, you know, uh, all of a sudden pitchers, instead of, like, understanding that there's cardboard cutouts and it is what it is and they can focus on the catcher and, yeah. and, and that relationship, all of a sudden now the, the guy that used to be boo or, or throwing shade behind home plate, yeah. he's back. Dancing around, yeah. waving their arms while you're trying to pitch. Yeah, maybe shirtless. I mean, all those things happen. But uh, I think it may be a little bit of a shift for, for some of these players. But 
you know, kudos, I guess, to, to the Rangers. We'll see in a couple of days uh, if there's any outbreaks related to this. But, and, you know, I think it is a, it's an outlandish thought right now to have 40,000 people in, in an enclosed environment. But they, they made you wear masks all the time, even when you were sitting down, unless you were actively drinking, they said, or eating. And, uh, and, and I think we're going to tell a, a lot from that. If, if they don't have an outbreak, I think people are going to progress toward getting to that place. Because, again, long and short of it, there's dollars to be made with butts in the seat. Uh, but, but I think it's interesting uh, that they kicked off like that. Another headline for Major League Baseball, I mean, we're a weekend, and the All-Star game was going to be in Atlanta. I think Braves fans, myself included, was like, that's cool because, you know, I'm, I'm uh, beginning to, to start having, uh, you know, times each year that I go and see things. Like a couple years ago, uh, my buddy was able to take me to Bristol when they brought the All-Star race. Well, being an Atlanta fan, you want to go when the All-Star game's in Atlanta. Not that I would progressed to buying tickets yet, but that was on the table. Now it's moved to Colorado, and, and, and there's a lot of controversy surrounding that. But, but ultimately, it was around voting uh, rights and, and, and decisions that were made, suppose, allegedly. Oh, man, this is one of them touchy subjects. But it's... Well, I mean, you already talked bad about Pat Summit. We might as well get it going. <laughs> but, you know, it's, uh, to me, it, it's politics. Politics and sports, I think, are two separate things. Oh, absolutely. Uh, that's my personal viewpoint on it, but... You know, the the whole issue was on the Georgia government wanting to pass a law where you had to have an ID to come um, get your vote. You know, yeah. get your vote and you had to have your ID. I mean, that's just a standard for that North Carolina. That is so outlandish, right? I know. And, I mean, I understand there are some other questionable things about, like, mail-in voting and all that. But, to me, they're not – the MLB is thinking they're doing the right thing, but, to me, they're hurting um, – you know, more than they're actually helping here because you're going to an area of Atlanta. And we've been to Atlanta plenty of times. I've been down there for lots of games. The revenue that would have came in from All-Star Game would really help the infrastructure of the Atlanta area. Oh, yeah. Well, and, and especially with the, the Brave Stadium now is kind of in the uh, the suburbs of yeah. Atlanta. It's not, not in Buckhead. town. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, Buckhead. it's not in town anymore. So even more so, like if it was downtown where it used to be, I mean – you're pretty much landlocked. Yeah. There's not a whole lot of growth to be had right there. But as it as it's kind of moved, I guess, 45 minutes closer to us a little bit, you've got the opportunity to continue to build those communities and really, and, and let's just face it, a very diverse uh, community. Yeah. And, and so, and they move it to, uh, of all places, Coors Field in in Colorado, where, ironically. They already have some of the same voting rules. Yeah. And, I mean, the other part that really hit me the wrong way is they're wanting to – well, every year, you know, it's based on some big figure. This year's All-Star game was based off Hank Aaron, you know. Yeah. Hank Aaron is an Atlanta Brave or a Milwaukee Brave, you know, figure. He's not nothing to do with Colorado or nothing to do with the Rockies. Maybe it's something with Milwaukee <laughs> – and then Coors. I, I, I don't didn't know. understand that, but, you know, they're like, oh, well, we're still going to, you know, honor Hank Aaron. But to me, that should have been done in Atlanta. That's where he spent the majority of his career. That's where he hit the legendary home run yeah. out at Fulton Stadium. Yeah. You know, for me as a kid growing up, I never got to see Fulton Stadium, mm. but I got to see the outline of the, the parking lot of Turner Field. Right. So that for me, that was an incredible thing. And you could see where they put the monument up, where that uh, 744 home run ball landed. I, I, uh, I bought 
at uh, Turner Field, I bought this cool like uh, refrigerator magnet. I'm I'm of that age. Like we have a lot of refrigerator magnets, <laughs> and it was one of those that was uh, what do you call it when it transitions? Like you just turn it, and it kind of yeah, two different pictures. Anyway, one was Fulton and one was Turner. I thought that was that was pretty cool. And then just a just a couple of years after we went to Turner Field, it's gone. Or yeah. well, it's not gone. It's just not uh, where they well, play it, now. And the college team, Georgia actually, State, yeah, plays there they off the right foot. But yeah, to me, you know, I understand they're wanting to try to, I guess, set a tone that hey, we're we don't agree with the way this politicking in your state handles. But to me, they're hurting the state of Georgia more than they huh. are actually. And, and unfortunately, um, and and again, this may be part of the show that people aren't interested in or want to tune out, but in my opinion, and that's what this show's based around, is opinion-based, and, that, and that's why we've got uh, we've got comment bar on, on our Facebook. We've got, uh, again, hit us up comments on our website, thegroundonsports.com. However, however's clever, you can even call us, uh, 865-223-8421, but in my opinion, and again, early in my life, I think we're a good generation that still understands um, maybe pre-social media sports, and then now we know what with social media sports looks like. And, and to me, to me, I, I always use sports as a as a as an exit, as a get away from the the the, the monotony of of the world, you know, and kind of think. So yeah, now that ESPN and different people have started pulling in politics and social issues and, and all the dynamics that, you know, I'm not saying that they're not important, but I'm just saying sports needs to be sports. It's about who has the most points. It's about who has the most talent and it's about who wins and loses at the end of the game. Yeah. Like that's the dynamic that I'm interested in, in sports. It's just like, you know, there's a lot of these, these scenarios that's like, Oh, he's a, he's a bad person. He's a smart aleck. He, I was like, I don't care. He scores a bunch of points. He hits the ball a really long way. I, that's the dynamic I'm after in sports. And this, I don't know what that says about me, but I think as we as we continue to grow in this world of social media, there, there's all of a sudden, if you don't make a comment about a social issue, if you don't make a, a an adjustment or, or move a game because of some change that happened uh, in Atlanta, all of a sudden you're insensitive. As a league, you, you don't care about such and such. And, and it's just... To me, it's taken away from the game because you're right. If you want to honor Hank Aaron, you do it in Atlanta. You do it in Milwaukee, or or you you somehow you, you know have a, a maybe a a pre All Star game deal in Milwaukee, and then have the game in Atlanta, and really do this thing up. You know, be be about it. Be bigger than than whatever they're thinking the the situation is. You know, it's okay to disagree, but but like you said, they they just took. Uh, they just took uh, infrastructure support. They just took money, and and ultimately they wasted money because you can't tell me that preparation and and uh, and, and build up wasn't already happening in in the greater Atlanta area. Yeah, yeah. I guess you saw the jerseys the Braves had on on um, was it Friday? They had the All Star. Like, well, see their hat. All, like every hat hat. Well, not this one, but <laughs> all their uh, all their hats. They All Star game. Yeah, the they, they had the logo on the patch, and I guess going into Saturday's game, the patch was ripped off, and they had like a different. Oh, uh, okay. I think it would have been it. cool if they just left it like ripped off, like just with the glue. I think they put a different patch, kind of or overlaid over it, but I mean. You know, like I said, being a Braves fan, that was one of the things I was excited about was the opportunity to maybe get to see the All Star game this year at you know a stadium nearby. 
See, I've never been to the new, what was it? It was SunTrust Park, and now Truth. Is it the same bank, just yeah. a different name? So BB&T and SunTrust merged, so it's Truth. I'm a BB&T um, banker, so that's... <laughs> so, you know, and as, as funny as it sounds, they actually offered, uh, previously offered uh, bank members chance to get discount tickets. So Really? So I was looking at the opportunity, but you know, with COVID, I kind of messed that up. But when, when you got that Chris Hips money, though, you're you're a multi bank guy, so he's not locked down to one. Uh, I mean, I, I love sitting <laughs> in the outfield. We've always sat out in the outfield, and you know, it's just you know the opportunity for see all these home runs. I, for me, seeing somebody like a Giancarlo Stanton or mm-hmm. a Aaron Judge or one of these guys that can just launch the ball, I would love I'm to. Just, I'm just putting it out there. You just named two Yankees. That's that's fine. Yeah, that's good. Freddie Freeman. Then. There you go. There you go. Maybe I mean, uh maybe a uh, uh what's what's his name? What's the big cat? Ronald Acuna Jr. I mean, yeah. I, I watched. You know, I watched some of them guys. You know, just in warmups, uh, crush the ball, and you know, I would love to see the big name, big hitters. Mm. But unfortunately, it looks like that opportunity is not going to happen unless I fly all the way out to Colorado this year. Well, you know, you know, they got that uh, legion or or frontier <laughs> that will get out there for about nine months. I, I but think I'm gonna I might have to uh, not watch the All Star well, Game this year. You're just boycotting it. Yeah, I'm going to boycott it, I believe, anyway. in my personal opinion. See, and I think that, that that in itself is, that's the rights we have, is just not to watch sports, not to all of a sudden have to take a stance. But anyway, uh, we, we digress. But uh, early standings, again, we're only about four or five games in, according to which division you're looking at. But early standings for, for the American League, the Orioles lead the East, three, three wins, one loss. Blue Jays tied with them there. Yankees Rays at two and two. Mr. Brad White here at the Party Pub, big Rays fan. Uh, so, so kind of kudos to them. But uh, Red Sox one and three, bottom of the, the division. But I don't know. Ed Tam might be listening. Don't say that. He, what was you going to say? He's a big Red Sox fan. I don't want to break his heart. We've been talking about he that is the bo- he is the bottom. They are the bottom. Yeah. I mean, being a partial Yankees fan, it's not the worst. <laughs> he kind of felt that was going to happen this year. Lately, uh, they've been playing. You know, especially well, last year, and they traded all their best players away. I mean, they sent Mookie, uh, Mookie Betts over to hell the Dodgers. Yeah. Well, it's for that big money. Yeah. But but I'll say this. I, I mean, the, the Red Sox post-2004 has uh, has definitely uh, – they they don't necessarily let the early season dictate their season. A lot yeah. of times they'll come on a run, and I, I think some of that will happen. But uh, at the point, Orioles uh, lead the AL East. We probably need to screenshot that because that won't, won't last a whole, whole long time. AL Central, the Royals lead three games, three wins to one loss. Uh, Twins at three and two. Tigers at three and two. White Sox at two and three. That's Carson's team, the White Sox. And then the Indians round out the bottom of the AL Central at one and three. Uh, the AL West, the uh, the trash can slamming Astros, uh, four and one on the season, uh, tied up with the Mike Trout Angels. I always like I like Mike Trout. Like when when I played softball, like I, I found his cleat. I like that. 27 is kind of the number I roll with. Uh, so I'm interested in the Angels doing well. I don't think it's going to last either. But uh, Astros 4-1, Angels 4-1, Mariners 2-2, two two, Rangers 1-3, and, and never to disappoint, or maybe maybe to disappoint, <laughs> the Athletics, the only winless team through five games, 0-5 on the season. Yeah, they're having a yeah, money ball. Good issue. old Billy Bean there. Yeah, yeah. Money ball. Money don't go as far as it used to. But – uh, I think this is a, a snapshot of, of week one. I mean, this is this is straight out of spring training. You think you know what you got, and some teams look like they have. I think the Astros, all jokes aside, uh, they're they're a pretty strong 
uh, building organization, you know, uh, maybe for alternative reasons, but, yeah. but nonetheless, they, they look to have just kind of continued uh, to have a level of success. Uh, I think the Yankees, they, they've got to get some things together. Stanton's already hit a grand slam this season. Uh, Gary Sanchez has already hit a home run. Uh, they're continuing to, to be what they are, the Bronx Bombers. And, and then, like I said, uh, they, they will, uh, they'll continue to do that and kind of grow. If they can stay healthy, the Yankees are going to be a hard team to beat in the American League. Yeah. Uh, National League, the Phillies lead the NL East. Uh, the Nationals, have they, have they, they're, they're playing their first game yeah, of the season right now? I think they've had some COVID issues. They knocked them out. I think what the game yesterday, yesterday, was postponed too. If they just play in Texas, they'd be fine, right? Yeah. So they're, they're playing their first game against the Braves today. I think they're going to have a double header tomorrow, if I read correctly. Oh, wow. Uh, that's just tough. Early yeah. in the season, just go ahead and jump into a double header. But Phillies 4-0 on the season. Uh, Marlins 1-3. and Mets 0-1. And, and the Braves 0-3. Tough start for the Bravos. Uh, but uh, I think uh, there, there's some things that can be fixed uh, that, that they're trying to grow through here early in the season. Yeah, and I mean, the Philadelphia – Pitching staff was supposed to be their strong point this year with Nola. Are the Phillies not just like they are? Bryce Harper, when he first got there, was kind of a dud. Like it didn't happen yeah. immediately, but they continue to add pieces, and that's a strong looking ball club. Yeah, they got, like I said, their pitching staff is uh, what I thought was the difference in that Braves series. And, you know, Braves came out a little bit cold swinging. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's something I think they'll turn on later on. I mean, oh, yeah, I think guys like Austin Riley, you just yeah. got to get him heated up, and, and things will work out. NL Central, uh, the the Nick Senzel led Cincinnati Reds three and one on the season, leading the Central, tied with the uh, the Cubbies, uh, a little Smokies influx there, three and one on the season. Cardinals at two and two, that's Jude Ellison's team there. The Brewers one and three, the Pirates one and three, and that round out the Central. And then the NL West, the Dodgers four and one, uh, basically picking up where they left off. Just a a monster lineup one through nine, not a yeah. not a ton of holes in that lineup. Uh, they're four and one on the season. Padres at three and two. Giants at two and two, making a little noise. Uh, the Rockies one and three, and the Arizona Diamondbacks uh, one and three. So that kind of rounds out uh, the current standings uh, for the the Major League Baseball. But uh, like I said, I, I don't know that I take very much. I, I don't know even any stock in what the first week of the season gives you because uh, there's a big difference between spring training and real baseball. There's a big difference between doing all everything in Florida and our Arizona, and actually getting into uh, the meat of a schedule, like like you say, uh, playing in front of people. I think that's a dynamic that's going to uh, impact different people. I think that's where uh, maybe teams like Oakland's got a got a leg up on people. They didn't have people before, so they're not really changing a whole lot. But anyway, it's a 162 game schedule, so you know there's oh, plenty of time to you know catch back up. Like I said, for the Braves, I just think they. They they went into spring training. They started off pretty hot, and then they slowed down and went to more uh, younger players trying to figure out who they had, you know, in the farm system. And I think maybe that slowness right there is causing them to, you know, not hit as good right now. So once the bats get used to it, used to seeing pitching, you know, they'll they'll turn it back on. I think them them and the Phillies are, are my two um, opinions of who's going to actually win the NL East, which a lot of people are saying it's probably going to be one of the most loaded. Uh, the East Division is going to be the most loaded this year in baseball. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm uh, I'm going to make it a point to to really dig into baseball this year. I'll, I'll be the first to tell you if it's not Tennessee football or football in general, I'm 
I'm a kind of a catch it as we go kind of fan, but I'm going to make it a point to dig in and, and actually be a contributor here as we talk and not make you guys uh, carry the weight. But uh, a little a uh, little jump to the Facebook Live post here, uh, Andrew uh, Morgan, uh, which uh, is a newly uh, Dr. Wolfson LASIK uh, recipient. So again, uh, I hope he's wearing sunglasses tonight. That's something that when I had LASIK at Dr. Wolfson that. Uh, I was just like the next sunny day was like the coolest day. But anyway, he said uh, Pat Summit would win 10 championships if <laughs> if she coached the Tennessee men's team. So I uh, uh, got a little fire set under Andrew when you uh, I think threw, I, threw a little shade there. I took a little bit of everybody that uh, bleeds orange. Well, yeah, a little bit more from in my household. But uh, Jason Ward says uh, for the Masters, he said, I'm picking Hovland. Uh, to win the Masters, uh, and then he said John Rahm uh, was actually the one that had the baby. But uh, I, I, I was going with don't pick Dustin Johnson because Jeff picked him. I'm cool with that. <laughs> yeah, well, well, don't go with Rahm then. I mean, I guess he's going to learn about a uh, lack of sleep. <laughs> he's gonna, he's gonna. Uh, what's the what's the comedian that's uh, Central Intelligence with the Rock? What's it? Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart. He's gonna learn today. Yeah, he's gonna learn today. But I think it's uh, a good pick, though. I mean. I'll tell you, Jason Ward knows winners. He can pick a winner, except when he picks picks me. That's just not a good day. <laughs> but anyway, anyway, Major League Baseball off and running. And, and like I said, I think, you know, you talked about the Nationals having some COVID issues. I don't think this thing's going away. I think as, as people are vaccinated, as things kind of progress and, and we, we start a return to normalcy, things will get better. But I think right now you just got to be happy that we're having games. If you're in Texas, you got to be happy that you can go to games. And then uh, hopefully here in a few weeks, uh, the Smokies will kind of get, get ramped up, hopefully get to some games there. Maybe, maybe have some tickets here on the grind. They said uh, single-game tickets are going to go on sale April 22nd. So they're hoping to go at 50% capacity at the start, and then hopefully by the summer maybe be up toward 100% capacity. We might, we, might have to, we might have to carpool. And just have a have a grind outing to go to a Smokies game. We might go live from the Smokies game. Oh, is that legal? I don't know if they'll go for it, but we can always try. I think it's forgiveness over permission yeah. in that situation. But anyway, let's take our last break of the day. Listen to these great sponsors again. This segment brought to you by Smoky Mountain Axe House owner Tim Fry, veteran owned and operated. Uh, give them a call eight six five two six eight fifty eight seventy two to set up your Smoky Mountain Axe House. Uh, getaway or, or extravaganza it says unleash the flannel on the wall so i mean it's going to be a, a pretty fun outing check them out online on facebook smoky mountain axe house or online smoky mountain uh, but let's take our break listen to these fine sponsors you're listening to the tuesday grind here live from the party pub 100.9 fm 850 a.m and streaming at wkbl.com we'll be back you don't want to miss it Are you looking for a place to unwind and relax after work or a place to fill the weekend fun? Then slide on over to the Party Pub at their brand new location in New Midland Plaza in Alcoa. 
The Party Pub has loads of space available to enjoy time with friends, watch that big-time fight, and catch that big orange game on one of the pub's 12 big-time TVs. The Party Pub's kitchen also has a jam-packed menu from pizza to burgers, quesadillas to wings, and believe me, it's all great-tasting food. Call-ins are welcome. Kitchen opens each morning at 7.30. So if you're looking for a one-stop shop for a good time, check out the Party Pub with darts, billiards, and karaoke. The Party Pub has a 7.30 a.m. start time and can't wait to see you. Again, check out their new location in New Midland Plaza, the Party Pub in Alcoa, a Blunt County staple for 50 years and a place where they treat you like family, and it's always a good time. I've got a math question for you. When you add tolerance, subtract prejudice, and multiply efforts to treat one another with respect, what do you get? Less division. And school sports have it down to a science. Looking for an example of what can happen when we realize there's more that unites us than divides us? Look no further than high school sports in Tennessee. This message presented by the Tennessee Secondary School Athletic Association and the Tennessee Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. Are you looking to buy or sell a home in East Tennessee and want a realtor with the experience and integrity you deserve? Then call Tressa Choir with Realty Executive Associates. The market is hot and interest rates are still the lowest they have ever been. Take advantage now by calling Tressa Choir at 865-221-5610. That's 865-221-5610. With 10 years of experience in our local area, Tressa Choir appreciates all Blount County manufacturing employees and will work to get you the best deal and experience possible. Call Tressa with Realty Executive Associates, 865-221-5610. And let Tressa take your real estate dreams from the kitchen table to the closing table. The Grind on Sports is all about opinions, and we want yours too. If you want to grind it out with us here tonight, give us a call on the Grind Time Hotline, 865-223-8421. Share in the grind and dial 865-223-8421. From Blunt County to all of Knoxville, this is WKVL 850 AM and 100.9 FM Merrill, Rocky Top Sports. Have you heard about or seen the Grind's brand new user-friendly website? If the answer is no, I think you're kind of missing out. Our brand new website has ways to hook into the Grind from social media with links to Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and SoundCloud so you can grind it out with us on social media but if you say i don't like social media but i like podcasts we've got those too you can download the grind podcast on apple Podcasts and google play music directly from the website it's a one-stop shop for everything the grind check us out online the grind on sports.com that's the grind on sports The housing market in East Tennessee is booming. Have you found yourself daydreaming of that perfect home or need more space for your growing family? Finding the right mortgage lender is an important first step in making those dreams a reality. Donna Cry with Mortgage Investors Group of Maryville is your hometown expert with over 20 years in the mortgage industry. Donna can help with all types of mortgages from conventional to VA and everything in between. Having a proven expert like Donna Cry in your corner will give you an edge against the competition. Call Donna Cry at 865-984-9948 today for more information or to get your home buying process started. Donna Cry with Mortgage Investors Group where home ownership dreams become a reality. Do you want to hear your business mentioned on this show? We can make that happen. Hit us up on our email. That's wayne at thegrindonsports.com. That's wayne at thegrindonsports.com. 
We don't always promise to be perfect, but we promise to give you our honest opinion. This is sports radio from a fan's perspective. You're listening to The Grind on 100.9 FM, 850 AM, Rocky Top Sports. And welcome back inside the Party Pub Studios here live from the Party Pub in New Midland Plaza. Again, you need to check this place out uh, off Calderwood Street in Alcoa, 865-984-4251 is the phone number. Uh, this place has a little bit of something for everybody, Chris. Uh, great food as we have uh, partook in or taken in each and every week. Uh, but they've got Tuesday's Ladies' Night. After we go off the air, it's Ladies' Night up front, karaoke the whole nine. Thursdays and Saturdays, they have dart tournaments. And Friday and Saturday, karaoke here at the pub. New location in Midland Plaza. Check it out. You'll be glad you did. Uh, but uh, a lot to talk about still. 20 minutes until the top of the hour. Excited. If you're in-house, if you're at the pub, come back. Uh, put in for our free uh, swag pack drawing. But, uh, again, we'll give that away at the top of the hour. So we'll see uh, see who we who the big winner is uh, here today. But the uh, last topic on the docket, Tennessee football, spring practice. Uh, this segment brought to you by J&J Lawn Services, residential and commercial, licensed and insured. Uh, he will give you free estimates. Give my buddy James Butler a call, 423-231-9955. He does landscaping, mulching, irrigation, much, much more, anything you need. In the uh, in the uh, lawn services category, he can do that for you. And also, he's got a great email, J and J Lawn Service Inc. at gmail dot com. So check out my buddy James Butler four two three two three one ninety nine fifty five. But uh, Chris, Tennessee football spring practice. Coach Heupel in his first season uh, continues to uh, to gain momentum or build hype, if you will. Uh, he he is uh, he says all the right things. He does a lot of the the, the right things. Uh, this week, early, uh, maybe Saturday, first uh, practice in pads. So uh, I think you, you saw a lot kind of come together, a uh, little flashes here and there, uh, a little tight to the cuff. They've talked offensive and defensive coordinator a couple times. Uh, but really, uh, per social media, what, what are you seeing from the Vols? What are you thinking? And then uh, is there some apprehension with Tennessee moving forward just with the 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 volatility that's been uh, Tennessee football the last few years. Well, I mean, I was just looking at the uh, Hypo's depth chart he put out recently. Um, you know, looking at some of the new names that actually are on the top of the list. Uh, he actually has Hayden Hooker as a starting quarterback QB one right now ahead of Bailey. Uh, I thought that was kind of interesting. I thought Harrison Bailey right now is the man to beat, but they're saying they really like the way Hooker. Uh, his uh, leadership he brought in and also his dual threat is something that type of things will work great for his uh, spread offense. Uh, looking at the running back position, they, they had Tyon Evans. Yeah, that, that's the number one yeah. Juco running back. They had yeah. him listed as number one, but I was surprised by who's number two on the depth chart right now. Little T.T. Hodge, right? Hodge. You know, I know we talked about it, and we've heard that, you know, they looked at the possibility of uh, putting him at linebacker. So I thought that was kind of crazy to see that. And then I was looking at the offensive line. Um, you know, they lost four out of five starters from last year's team. If I'm correct, the only one returning is Cade Mays. 
Yeah, there, there's a lot of guys that played a lot of minutes, but that's yeah. probably true in the starting category. Um, I, thought, I thought Darnell Wright did pretty good last year, but they have him listed as a backup right tackle right mm-hmm. now. Um, I know, I know you're, you're. I haven't even looked at that depth chart, but uh, Cooper Mays has to be high on that list. Cade Mays, uh, of course, Darnell Wright. Uh, but there's also some other big names that that made a choice to come back that that I think is going to get some good minutes. Yeah, I mean, I was looking at Cooper's uh, starting left guard. Uh, I think that I saw Kate as a starting right tackle, but uh, they brought in a couple other big names. Uh, receiver, you know, Bayes Jones is the uh, top receiver returning. He's receiver. he's nasty. He really is. How about oh, uh, Wideman would do good. I've also saw, yeah, I saw that they were wanting to use him more as a flex. I guess more like a. Help what about Jalen Hyatt? They I'm pretty him. high on him because of the speed. Yeah, they had him as the Z outside uh, line, or outside receiver. I, I thought it was really cool talking to both coordinators uh, that that they really talked about. You know, they're like, "Well, what are you seeing continuity wise?" And he goes, "Guys, we're we're like in practice three. We're we're just excited to see them hitting each other." and putting some stuff on film that we actually have seen. You know, yeah, they can watch pre- previous game, and that kind of shows a little bit of the momentum and initiative that, that players have. But I think when you're on the practice field, you see what motivates them. You see how to coach someone. Uh, that That's how things build. And that they've used the mantra, and, and I don't know, I've, I'm kind of helter-skelter on this comment. It's a, it's a real family environment. Yeah. And I'm, I'm pro-family environment, but you know what I've never heard? Say it's a family environment. Alabama, <laughs> Clemson, yeah, you know, Ohio State, just just different places that have a level of success that we're we're after, that we're looking for. And, and so I hope that it is very much a we're together and we're wanting to play for each other, family. But at the same rate, I'm I'm wanting these guys to learn. I think defensively, going against Josh Heupel's offense is not going to hurt you because you're. From an endurance and a speed of play, you should be well versed in in that. No matter who we're going up against, but um, I, I'm just interested in the eleven they roll out there. So I heard a funny quote, or I guess a funny statement the other day about Hypoish. You know, a lot of players at first was worried about how he's going to come in, you mm. know, like a stepdad figure. I guess to say that, you know, talking about family. Yeah, but you know, recently, he ain't my real name. <laughs> well, recently you've seen a lot of the more players, you know. Players that's been on the roster talking about how they've really enjoyed working for him. That he's doing a lot of unique ways of trying to make them uh, collaborate with each other, yeah. uh, like team offense, building, offense, uh, defensive dodgeball tournament. Uh, he has an offensive, defensive lineman, a punt catch. You know, whoever I guess wins that does not have to do as many uh, exercises or crab hmm. crawls. So, you know, it, it pits the offense versus defense against each other, but I think it builds, you know, unity with each of the offense and defense. Yeah, and, and I'll say this. Like any ten, any Tennessee team that's ever been successful or, or any team in general that you've ever seen be successful, even down to, you know, and I don't, I don't like them, but Tampa Bay this past year, they were a very college-ish pro team. And what I mean by that is is, Gronk liked to play with Tom Brady. You know, some of these young bucks uh, wanted to to be successful because they had a a big-time quarterback, had big-time receivers. Uh, A lot of those defenders, and Dominican Sue and those guys, uh, Jason Pierre-Paul, they they were playing because they didn't know how much time they had left. And, And in light of all that, 
they're the first team in NFL history that's ever returned 22 starters from a a, a Super Bowl championship. So I, I think when you look at that, the the foundation that Hypel could be building is, is pretty unique, is pretty great. But but you look at Tennessee's great teams. It's teams that wanted to play for each other. Talk about the '98 team. One of my one of my favorite all time players, Al Wilson. He was the he was the uh, the one that kept everybody in line. It wasn't Philip Fulmer. It wasn't John Chavis. It wasn't uh, you know David Cutcliffe. They didn't want they didn't want Al to find out they had done something wrong. So I think if you get to that point where players are policing themselves or players are, are at least pushing each other to, yeah. to do their best, I, I think that's a that's a level of accomplishment that the last three or four coaches haven't been able to achieve. And I I think we said it multiple times on on the radio is. Who's the leaders? Who could you say were truly the leaders of the offensive and defense over the past couple of years? I mean, there was no Peyton Manning. There was no Al. I mean, there, there was I mean no, heck, there wasn't a Josh Dobbs. Yeah. I mean, Josh Dobbs, in my book, is the last leader that Tennessee had. Now, do they have great players? Yeah. I think Jawan Jennings was yeah. a leader, but a receiver does not command as much voice as a quarterback would. Well, and he's a, he was a dog, but yeah, yeah. he was a leader in the receiver room. Yeah. Like, he wasn't going up to the offensive line and pushing them. But, yeah, you're right. A quarterback just does a different thing. It's kind of like a linebacker for the defense. I mean, it's a, it's a spot that yeah. they call the controls and they can put you right or wrong. That's one thing I thought Toa Toa could have did better you know, going into this season was, you know, be a vocal leader for that defense. Now, it's still in question. Is he trying to come back? He's on campus. He's not well, on campus. He's in California. So, my understanding is – Alabama. <laughs> so, my understanding is – and this is the latest and greatest that I've that I've been aware of. Is he is back in California now? He yeah. came to Tennessee, tied up some loose ends, and got back. He is not signed with Alabama, and the reason he is not signed with Alabama is uh, the 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 league rule uh, of of possibly it's it's not been cleared whether he would be able to immediately yeah. be eligible. So the most recent landing spot for Mister Toto. Is uh, the Ohio State, and I'm I'm uh, I'm a little torn by that. Like if he's at Alabama, it's kind of sickening because you got to play him for the next couple of years. At least at Ohio State, you wouldn't have to do that. But if he uh, becomes the next great, yeah, you know you're going to see him every weekend because Ohio State will be. I on mean, TV. it's just a tough situation, especially you know linebacker is the biggest issue right now for uh, this UT team, and uh, I guess they just took another big hit with the uh, player that just got suspended linebacker. So, I mean, yeah. an area that was already depleted has now just lost another person. I mean, yeah. You lost your only true, I guess, well, him and Crouch were like the two main tacklers. Now, Crouch is still maybe on the yeah. table. I don't know about him. Yeah. But but I'll say this. And Jeremy Banks is, is, a, is a, he is a seasoned commodity. I don't know that he's a great linebacker, but I think he's what we've got right now. But I'll say this. Um <laughs> I just I think Tennessee needs players that want to be there, and I think who we have is who we have. Uh, but uh, you, you can't. And I think I think Hoppel actually spoke to this in his first little uh, spring meeting or what have you. Is he said he's going to focus on the players that are here and not not who could be here, or who might be here. The Beasley situation. That's the the one you talked about about being suspended. You know, I'm a. Don't get me wrong. I'm a I'm a separation of social and sports, and I'm a separator of 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 all those things. I think you know the pure sports side of things 
is just X's and O's what you're doing. But uh, if if this is true, there's there's some animal cruelty complaints here and there. Uh, if this is true, then I mean it's a it's a class A misdemeanor for a reason. Uh, it, it's it's to be dealt with, and and whatever comes from that, he earned it. Uh, I, I uh, if if what is said to be true, then I, I don't know that he's a he's the character high character guy that that, that we all speak of. So uh, if if that's the case, then Beasley probably needs to be moving on. We don't probably want him with the orange jersey on, but uh, you know that's a that's a situation that's got to be sorted out. Yeah, and I mean I can agree with that. You know, I'm being a big animal lover myself. You know, that's that's a tough thing. You know, to hear that somebody would. Well, it's something like that. And the thing is, is it was like over like hot wings or yeah. like chicken wings. I'm just like, there's a lot of things to get mad over. And don't get me wrong, I like my fair share of hot wings. But, <laughs> but uh, yeah. I just that's that's uncalled for. And yeah, there's just there's no place for it. And again, uh, talking with Steve pre-show uh, over here because he's a big animal person too, and he's just you know he was beside himself. I I think sometimes these kids don't understand that they still have to abide by certain rules and they still have to be. Uh, good human beings that it's not it's not good enough just to be a good football player. So uh, I think that's going to be a hard lesson for Mr. Beasley, and we'll we'll see how it how that shakes out. And I think uh, I mean talking about that issue, I think Tennessee needs to set up a program about the, uh, incoming freshmen. I mean, you know, you see all these freshmen, the ones that just got busted for drug charges, and mm. then you have a situation like this. You know, you're ho- held to a higher standard, in my opinion, when you're a student athlete. You're you're getting a scholarship. You're there. To, you know, well, you're under more a, scrutiny. Yeah, I'll, I'll, yeah. High, held to a higher standard. Some uh, some academic students may question that. But, ability, yeah, but, but I'm saying, you know, you're like you said, you're you're under scrutiny. Mm-hmm. You're under watch. So, you know, maybe that's something that Tennessee needs to look into. What can we do to help these player, incoming players understand? You know, you need to focus on your football. You need to focus on your school. You know, don't do anything outside of that. And sometimes, you know, when when COVID was kind of in its full swing, I was like, you know, this might be the best thing for like all this off the field stuff. Yeah. Just just quarantine them up, just uh, bubble bubble up, if you will. But uh, you know, I think as Tennessee football as we get closer, April twenty fourth is the Orange and White game, and if they allow people in there, I'm going. I didn't get in Neyland all last season's first year, and maybe the last ten twelve years that I hadn't been in Neyland Stadium bugged me bad. And so I'm going to try to make that change uh, here in the next couple of weeks. Last year for me too. I mean, I, I'm not a orange glass guy like you. But I still love to go watch hey, the Vols play. Here's the thing: hey, you still got time. I can uh, I can assimilate anybody. We'll bring you right on over. I'll wear my uh, Mac Brown t-shirt. Wear that leather jacket. You got yeah, one of those Mac yeah, Brown leather. But, but I mean, no, it's just one of those things. Uh, but I'm I'm excited to see where they get to with this spring. And I think as the, the, the spring rolls out, more of, of Pruitt's going to fade away and more of Josh Heupel is going to come into this this crew. Only a couple practices in pads, so I think there's more to be talked about. I know Coach Mack, Coach Martinez is going to talk to the media after we get off the air here, so I'm interested in seeing what they're, they're seeing. That defensive backfield and the running back crew, they can be game changers for both, the, both sides of the football just because they can create relief. For, for a lot of the, the problem areas for this football team. So we'll see what that looks like. But, uh, but man, we've, we have screamed through another two hours. I mean, talked Masters, Major League Baseball. We've talked Tennessee football. We talked uh, March Madness, closed that one up, and then headlined Roy Williams 
Uh, you you made everybody mad with Pat Summit comments. I mean, we have had a full docket of stuff to talk about, but only five minutes to go here. And, uh, you know, like I do about every week, we try to pay the bills here at the end. But uh, wouldn't be wouldn't be right without starting with the Party Pub. Uh, they've, they've allowed us to come in each and every week since the beginning of March. Uh, we'll continue to do so at least through August. That's the that's the agreement. But uh, excited to be back here in their, their tiki room back here. Uh, you can't see it, but there's there's four TVs in here, uh, dartboards in here, and uh, just a just a really nice place to kind of come hang out, uh, check out ball games, and do different things. Again, tonight's ladies' night at the pub up front, and then Thursdays and Saturdays dart tournaments, Friday and Saturday karaoke. Something always going on here at the Party Pub. You can check them out online on Facebook, of course, the Party Pub, or on their website, Marable Pub. Com. You can give them a call and get a call-in order to the great food that we uh, we usually partake in each and every week, 865-984-4251, a loaded menu that's also on their website and their Facebook page. And then if you want to just come down, check us out, get your name in the bucket for the giveaway, 218 South Calderwood Street here in Alcoa. You won't uh, you won't regret it. Come out, hang out with us, talk some sports with us. We'll, uh, we'll uh, get you involved. Uh, but Thanks to Brad and Lisa White for uh, for their investment in this show and then uh, in the community. They have been a – this is the 50th year of the pubs. You know that? Uh, you do now. Older than now. us. It's, well, and don't take much right now. I think <laughs> as we get older, that'll be a harder well, thing to me. The food here is amazing. I don't think me, you, or Jeff, none of us have had anything horrible that we love. No. Every- I, I don't think I've ever had anything, like, not great. Like, I, I literally, I've had the quesadilla pizza – uh, all the way down to the sampler and the and the the wings. Can't go wrong with the wings. I mean, it's I've a had, staple. Yeah, and that, even the chili cheese fries. I mean, they were incredible tonight. Yeah, they look good. I didn't. I'm on like this little thing, like this <laughs> get right for the summertime thing. So I had to stay away. But the other sponsors that we have each and every week, and want to want to again pub them because they deserve it. Donna Cry and Mortgage Investors Group here in Maryville. Uh, again, your home mortgage specialist, they do conventional FHA, VA, THDA, USDA rural development, and additional loan programs available. Give them a call, 865-984-9948, or check them out online, DonnaCry.com. Uh, she's the one I use, and if I go through the process again, I'll use her just the same. Uh, Tressa Leakwire with Realty Executives. If I look to buy or sell, that's who I'm going to use there because she's honest, great integrity, and likes to work for her people. Uh, from the kitchen table to the closing tables, what she says. But if you're in the middle of the process and need somebody to tell you the truth, Tress is there for that as well. Give her a call, 865-221-5610. Again, 865-221-5610. Or email Tressa, T-R-E-S-S-I-E, 35 at gmail.com. And you'll be glad you did. Great people, great person, uh, and uh, and always great to work with. Tress is fun. She was actually here for our first show. Uh, at the pub. So again, she's about what she supports. So I'm all about uh, Miss Tressa. But Smoky Mountain Axe House, Tim Fry and uh, and the owners and the group there, uh, veteran owned and operated. He's a men- member of Mission 22, uh, a great, great local uh, venue. And then it's just like six doors down. Like if you make it past the storage place, you're at Smoky Mountain Axe House. It's a great venue to go to. It says unleash your flannel on the wall. I think that tells you all you need to know. Give them a call. Set up a, a family outing, 865-268-5872, or uh, check them out online, smokymountainaxe.com. 
good way to take out a little aggression. You know, you but I will say, if you go in there and you see me and Chris in there, maybe turn around because it, or at least get on the other side of the wall. Yeah, you know, yeah. stay behind the line. You know, you don't know if it's going to ricochet. <laughs> don't know where we're going with it. Mine bounces but. off more than it actually sticks. And then the final J and J Lawn Services, residential and commercial, licensed and insured. They give you free estimates on all your landscaping, mulching, irrigation, and uh, lawn care needs. James Butler's the owner. Give him a call, 423-231-9955. He'll get you set up, get you an estimate, or email him, Inc. at gmail.com. But, Chris, we're uh, we're out of time. Thanks for coming in again, and we'll do it again in a week. I'm excited. Yeah, Chris wearing his orange shirt. we got to get those orange glasses on. But, hey, thanks for listening. If you are, are at the pub or if you're going down the road, take care, be safe, and, yes, ride on. WKVL 850 AM Maryville and WKVL 100.9 FM Maryville.